0: Thing got me,
1: man.
0: Yeah, what the hell? What is your? I don't people are defending Roman Pulaski because he made some good movies. Yeah, I don't get it. Are you kidding me? Here's my thing. He made good movies 30 years ago. (laughs) Even Johnny Cochran don't have the nerve to go, Well, did you see OJ play against (laughs) New England? She's 13! 13! I, I know. I've seen some hot 16-year-olds that look 18. Right. 17 that look 18. 13 is 13. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gets away with having sex with a 13-year-old. Only person that can have sex with a 13-year-old is that pilot, Scully. He can do it. <laughs> That's Scully, you know, because he landed the plane in the water, but right. only once. Right, right, right. Like, Scully, don't let that happen again. Thirteen. Yeah. I mean, come on, come on. Rape. It's rape. Uh, Exactly. Rape's number two. Okay. It's murder. Right. Then rape. Right. Exactly. It's number two. Like, like the United States. We want to capture Osama bin Laden and murder him. We're not going to rape him. (laughs) That would be barbaric.
2: This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening.
3: Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. Wackerly here. What's up, Wackerly? You seem like really prepared, ready to go. It's
4: Uh, No fucking
3: around this time. You're like, I am ready to podcraft.
4: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Determined, it's you it's say nice. That. It's can nice. Say that it's, I'm ready.
3: It's nice to have some enthusiasm on that. It's my new side professionalism. Yeah, it's it's good.
4: So, uh, it's recap of uh, it's re- good to feel appreciated.
3: Yeah, no, I'm, I I appreciate you coming here prepared. I, th- I think it's I think it's good, and I think our audience will appreciate it after they listen to this episode and say, you know, Wackerly cares about us. Mm-hmm. Wackerly cares. It's my new button. I won't hold my breath. So, uh, Whacker. Um, how was uh how did Halloween end up for you?
4: Uh well you know because I was out with you and your sister and a bunch of other people. Yeah, there, town, there's a
3: There's a picture I'm trying to track down of you passed out in that hideous Halloween mask you wear every year. Mm-hmm. That that one with like the Band-Aid over the nose and like the huge uh-huh. teeth, but it's a really funny picture of you like passed out right. on the couch. That um, I think Jennifer took the picture. Oh great! Yeah. So I'm, do I'm you think tr- this is
4: of general interest to anybody? That some mid thirties dudes who think they're in their mid twenties got really wasted on on Halloween.
3: I think I think people want to know what yeah. was going on at Halloween. <laughs> okay. But what I was gonna say is that I'm just checking. What I was gonna say is Miggly had his balls like hanging in the teeth. That's why I, I wanted to get the picture.
4: Miggly's balls aren't that big, <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're lying.
3: So you know what kind of uh, disappointed me is I like you know I, I put a little effort into my costume. No one recognized my costume. No you no always, one had any idea. You
4: always put effort into your costume. I don't know who you're trying to kid.
3: Okay, no, I I usually put some some forethought into my costume, but I really thought this time you're
4: you're uh, we as we uh, listened and you've told us before you're really a theater person at heart. You were in theater in high school, theater are you, club.
3: Are you saying I'm some kind of Renaissance queer?
4: Yeah, well, just not with the Renaissance. <laughs>
3: I did one play. I was a thug in 42nd Street. Like, I didn't you sing like, and you dance like to dress into musicals. Up,
4: you like to dress up and put on makeup. Come on. Just admit Dude, it. Dude,
3: I went as uh, Vince Noir from Mighty Boosh, the guy, the, the, he's, I know he's, who you he's are. He's got the velveteen it's, touch of a dandy fop.
4: Regardless, regardless of that. I had
3: to be foppish. Every year, you put
4: effort into your costume. Okay, what I'm about... just pointing something out.
3: All right, what about Cabbage Head?
4: I wasn't here that year, but I assume that uh, you know you were fancily made up as cabbage head. No, I did. I did. Look you were Gomez that Adams year. one year. You had like you know, I your a did, 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 pencil thin mustache, meticulously applied.
3: Yeah. No. Okay. I put I like Halloween. You I put you some like effort to dress into up. it. You know, it's
4: Halloween. You dress up. You're a dress up guy.
3: <laughs> okay, I like <laughs> a little bit of role playing here and there. Is it, it, should I be crucified for that?
4: I'm, who's crucifying? I think you're being a little you're defensive, Frank. You're being
3: condescending.
4: You're being a little defensive.
3: I think if you put a little the lady more effort, doth
4: protest too much.
3: <laughs> I think if you put a little more effort into your costume, instead of always wearing the hideous green mask. Every
4: year. Uh, people love the green mask, <laughs> and uh, you can shove it. Every year, you wear the green mask, you, okay. and the birds run away screaming. How many random people took pictures of you in your costume just because it was so awesome? You
3: know, I did. No, no one, because no one knew what I was. Everyone I kind of looked I at me. I had one.
4: You had one? Yeah. All right, so I guess you
3: did. <laughs> I don't know I'd, why. I had a couple pictures. I had a couple pictures <laughs> with some people, but uh, you, you probably got it. So nobody they could, recognized
4: it, though? I find you that.
3: probably got that picture because so they could frighten their children.
4: Well, scare them into being straight. I'm really surprised that nobody recognized it though, because because Sleazy E was dressed up as the the Hitcher. Oh, you call him the Hitcher. I call him the like the the Green Cockney guy.
3: The Green Cockney guy. But I think in the, the original the first episode, episode yeah, he the was the Hitcher. Thumb, right? But yeah, yeah. Now you know, i was surprised no one uh, really recognized it. But how many? You know, it was funny. I didn't even think about this. How how come you didn't go as one of the dead celebrities, like Me? Billy Mays? You could have t- totally done a Billy Mays.
4: Like I said, that would have rep- required like blackening my beard and hair, and I'm I'm just not gonna like color. Getting my, a color. my shirt hair. With the... I have tons of color shirts. No, <laughs> well, yeah, Billy Mays would have been pretty good. Well, if you would have told me that before, I would have considered putting in some Grecian form. Well, it was funny. I did
3: see like about five Billy Mays. I saw. A you couple... could have
4: carried some CLR. That would have been pretty good. I, I saw a couple Michael of Jacksons.
3: Some guy actually thought I was Michael Jackson. Okay, Which, I can see that. I guess you know. I, I guess I could kind of see that. I was wearing a, a, a silver scarf. But you know, I was thinking about it. Out of all the dead celebrities to go as, B. Arthur. I really missed the vote on that one.
4: That's tough. Only, P, only P-Town is big enough to pull that off.
3: Yeah, she was a big lady.
4: <laughs> what about Patrick Swayze? Uh, also hard to do. Your brother could if he grew back his mullet.
3: Yeah, my brother could have been Patrick Swayze dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. And the dirty Except dancing. Patrick era.
4: Swayze, you know, when he got pancreatic cancer, um, you know, got really thin.
3: Yeah, I was about to say. I brother think my brother would have a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if my brother could really pull that off. It's
4: not exactly the gaunt look that your brother has got going right now.
3: My brother could have maybe, maybe did the Billy Mays thing if he grew a beard. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Sure. But yeah, yeah, there were a lot of... I did see a lot of dead celebrities, and I was thinking, that's a pretty good idea. My brother could have been Dom DeLuise. <laughs>
4: that's true. He With could have been Dom hat. DeLuise.
3: Yeah, big white... He probably would not even had to dress up. Yeah. But no, I did see a lot of dead celebrities, and I was thinking, man, I really missed the boat on that one going as one of Mighty Boosh characters when it could have been Farrah Fawcett, B. Arthur. But on a Friday... I saw a lot of Billy Mays at, uh, at this event. I ended up going, this is the, the night before Halloween, so Devil's Night. Mm-hmm. Did you even go out on Devil's Night?
4: Oh, yeah. I was burning shit down to the ground. What <laughs> were you doing?
3: burning Oakland. I, I went to go see Tom Green's rap
4: group. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah, it was god-awful. <laughs> Not as fun. It was god-awful. Why would you do that? You know, we were on the list. You were and, just trying uh, to
4: find the most horrifying thing possible for Devil's Night to do.
3: Yeah, I was just like, I want to go and uh, stab a screwdriver in my ear, <laughs> metaphorically. Yeah.
4: You were but, on the list?
3: No, I knew the, the one of the bands that was opening up. I knew the band that was opening up for it. So it's like, we got on the list to go see that band who was kind of cool, the Flex Bronco. They're kind of cool. But, the, but Tom Green's rap, which I don't even understand why he does this. Maybe because he's just completely washed up and has no other career.
4: Tom Green fancies himself like um, an Andy Kaufman, I think, which is completely ridiculous. I don't, I don't see There's how no he could even,
3: yeah, consider himself to be at that level.
4: But that's what he's trying to do. You know, he's like, I'm in your face. I do things to make people uncomfortable, and it's supposed to be. I'm just not. In, I'm no longer into that humor, or and I just, but you know, he... Andy Kaufman did it so much better than anybody else is ever gonna do it. It's just, it's just retarded.
3: So you're saying it's like that in-your-face ironic humor that Tom Green tries to pull off. I don't off. even know if it's ironic. I don't, I don't think to it's ironic, ironic at all. It's
4: it's almost it's like it's like I. You would think it's ironic, but I'm going to do it so straightforwardly that I'm going to defy you to call it irony. Sasha Baron Cohen's the same thing, in my opinion.
3: I think Sasha Baron Cohen's more talented than uh, Tom Green, but Tom Green
4: is just well. He's definitely uh, his star is much higher at this point. But I'm just saying. Look all of the lump all of them together, and they're all just second rate Andy Kaufman's.
3: Yeah, no, exactly. But as Tom Green is riding his fame from like a mediocre show he did on MTV in the early nineties.
4: Yeah, which is when I would have been into that. You know, I was what like eighteen or something. You know, younger.
3: At this point, it's just like, dude, don't put on a white furry coat and rap about <laughs> rice in San Francisco. I mean, it was so awful. Like I, I had to. <laughs> did leave. people boo him? No, people, I think, were trying to like placate him by clapping, sympathy applause. Yeah, it like some people are just like, yeah, people Man, in San Francisco. Dude, this are is places. just sad. Yeah, like, on the it,
4: East Coast, they would have booed his ass.
3: It, in medieval times, he would have been pelted with rotting vegetables. <laughs> and I actually kind of felt like I should just go grab some limes from the bar and start throwing him at him. Uh huh. But it was funny at the end. At, you know, at the end, as where was this? This is at the Paradise Lounge. I don't even know. Yeah, South of Market. But at the end. uh you know, he was out kind of, like, standing near um, Sleazy E, and Sleezy E's like, oh, wow, well, you want to meet Tom Green? I was like, all right. And so I actually shook his hand, and, the, and I was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I don't know, I asked him some kind of esoteric question about his show. Totally ignored me. and was uh. talking to a fat chick. <laughs> he was just, like, totally well, just, like, into this fat chick.
4: He's Canadian.
3: Yeah, but I was like, you know, dude. You need the warmth. What am I, chop liver? Tom Green?
4: You're not keeping anybody warm. In
3: no, I'm not. But what was funny about that show, and... Way more entertaining than uh, Tom Green was these three outfits, these three costumes I saw. And, like, I at first I thought, why would people dress up on Devil's Night? On Devil's Night?
4: Let me remind you, it's not Halloween yet, but that's San Francisco for you. But
3: it, I think it's because it's like you know, it fell on a weekend, so i was like, oh, I can dress up two nights around. I say, that's right. Up. People
4: love dressing up so much. Any excuse?
3: I'm not that into dressing up <laughs> that I dressed up for Devil's
4: Night. You're almost there. I, I was
3: close. Um, but, um, Anyway, there were these three costumes in particular I took notice of that I thought were quite creative and uh, made me laugh. One person was wearing, and I've seen variations of these costumes done online. One person was wearing like a hillbilly overall outfit, straw hat with a sheep affixed to his crotch. So he was like butt fucking a sheep. Another guy was dressed as a priest um, with like the, the white collar and everything. And he had like a child, like a doll of a child. Attached to his crotch I've seen that before too I'm noticing
4: a theme here
3: I know And they were with a third person Who looked like he was just dressed up as like a 70's guy But with like this naked little girl doll Like a little baby doll Attached to his crotch And it was funny because I was like Okay Hillbilly Redneck Sheepfucker uh, Pedophile priest Yeah And what are you classic. supposed to be Just like pervert guy from the 70's And the guy's like No I'm Roman Polanski <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at him like, that's really funny, but I never would have got that in a million years.
4: Yeah, it's kind of hard to pull off a Roman Polanski look. Did he have the bangs going? He
3: the- kind of had like, his hair parted to the side, sort of All like right. how Roman Polanski yeah. looks back in the days.
4: Yeah, well, it's a good costume, but if you have to explain it, you sort of get some points subtracted for that.
3: But extremely topical. That's and, true. And, uh, you know, I, speaking of Roman Polanski, which is what I want to talk about here for episode 199 is I read that um, everyone knows Roman Polanski raped a child back in, like, 1972. 77. 77. Fled the country and uh, has been living abroad for the past, what, 30 years? And uh, recently, he was apprehended, I guess, at a a ceremony in Switzerland, and now he's being held in jail in Switzerland, and America's (laughs) trying to extradite him here to try him.
4: Uh, what was the festival? Was it like the Let's Trap Roman Polanski Festival? Do <laughs> like a surprise party? <laughs> surprise! You think you're it was like, you're like, abducted.
3: Like the Simpsons Scotch Toberfest. It's just like, a, <laughs> it's, a, it's not a holiday that really exists, but it's like, yeah, you know, we're going to call this the, you know, washed up foreign Polish guy whose family died in Auschwitz Award <laughs> that is a director.
4: They probably have that award for real. Yeah, they probably. Oh, we gotta do. call it some, something else. That
3: one already exists. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's he's currently incarcerated in Switzerland. He's made his third appeal for bail, mm-hmm. and he's been denied. And the reason he's been denied is um, government officials feel that uh, he'll flee justice. And his lawyers off, has offered what he's described as a very very significant amount of cash the officials said he still remains a flight risk what, what do you think is very very significant for bail
4: uh a million dollars i guess do you yeah. anything more than that they just say well we're just not going to give you bail well it's i just, guess i've seen maybe like 500 million but that just seems ridiculous. did
3: phil specter post bail
4: uh i can't remember
3: I mean, these guys that are so well No, he was in prison. It's right? like, what, what does it even no, mean? No, you know, you
4: must have posted a Bill because he had his crazy hairstyles. You can't do, make your, do your hair up like that at, when you're coming from jail.
3: You've never been to celebrity jail. Have you see OJ's <laughs> hair? Celebrity <laughs> jail. It's awesome. Yeah. So the director of Rosemary's Baby in Chinatown is in jail in Switzerland, awaiting extradition to the U.S. on a 30 year old conviction for having sex with a 13 year old girl. Meanwhile, a California appeal court has agreed to hear arguments from Polanski's lawyers over whether a lower court should hear a plea to dismiss the charges.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So uh, prosecutors are countering that no arguments for the case to be dismissed can be presented as long as Polanski refuses to appear in a U.S. court. So the question is at this point, do you think he will actually be extradited to the U.S. to face these 30-year-old charges, or do you think the case will be
4: dismissed? Uh, I don't think it's going to be dismissed.
3: I don't think... You know, at first... Where is he? In Switzerland? He's in Switzerland.
4: At first... Who, who has him in custody?
3: The government. The Swiss government. With, obviously, in conjunction so, with the U.S.
4: So, why don't... I mean, if they were willing to take him into custody, why don't they just ship him over here? I mean, that's obviously the point, right? I think,
3: though, there has to be an extradition procedure. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you can just, I don't think...
4: But why would the Swiss government go through the trouble of abducting him if they just didn't have that all set up already and were willing to just go through with it?
3: Which is funny, because the Swiss are historically neutral. I'm surprised. Because it's like, you, you have the French that are just, like, willing to harbor fugitives, right. you know, willy-nilly. Yeah. You know, it's just like, oh, you raped a 13-year-old? Who cares? Wee oui, wee. Oui. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Swiss, who are typically neutral, I'm surprised they're working with the U.S. to uh, bring them back here. But at the same time, it definitely shows that the U.S. Uh, can hold a grudge.
4: Yeah, we're, that's what I love about this country. We're great at holding a grudge, and it's funny to me
3: because at first, after the <laughs> the grudge it,
4: holding champions. Well, you you hear about well, maybe the Palestinians? Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they can hold the grudge, yeah, Arabs. But you general. hear about a case like Roman Polanski? It's like obviously he's a story director. He's amazing. He's my favorite director of all time. China, Your favorite Chinatown's my number one favorite movie.
4: Really? I think
3: yeah, I think the guy's amazing. At I mean, the same time, guy. I think he's a child rapist. And he's in the
4: movie himself.
3: Yeah, he is actually in Chinatown. It's interesting to note, though, that I feel the tide of public opinion has been changing.
4: And so, you, where though? I mean, world opinion, U.S. opinion, Hollywood opinion. Well, you have you think like, it's all turning against him.
3: No, it's been like you have this like you know this A-list Hollywood crowd that at first is like, oh, Roman Polanski, thirty-year charges, thirty-year-old charges. You know, it's let bygones be bygones. Right. Water under a bridge at this point. And you have like people like Whoopi Goldberg saying, that wasn't rape-rape. But, uh, you know, as... <laughs> you know, no,
4: no, no. She said it was rape. It wasn't rape. Yeah, it was rape. It wasn't rape-rape. It, yeah,
3: it, was rape. it, no, it, rape, it wasn't
4: rape-rape. And then <laughs> Nobody you, knows what the fuck she's talking about, so I don't even know why we're but discussing But you heard it, that but.
3: Chris Rock quote, you yeah. know, that we played in the uh, Whoopi Whoopi intro of the show. Whoopi retarded. Oh, yeah, no. She seriously... She's, and
4: she's one of those worst kind of retards who... Th- she's a retard who thinks she's smart.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, she's huffed way too much spray paint over the years <laughs> and I don't know what happened. I mean she was cool in jumping jack flash. Now uh Nun's on and the nun's... run.
4: No, that wasn't her. The other one. <laughs> the one where <laughs> she was singing Nun. That oh yeah. Yeah, no, about. I
3: I remember that one. But um the thing is is like you have like you have some celebrities that are obviously like, oh you know, um he's a brilliant director. Yeah. And uh, how can you try a brilliant director? But it's like I agree with what Chris Rock said. It's like, do you think people are like, well, did you see how OJ played against New England?
4: Yeah. Well, Chris Rock is smart, and most celebrities are stupid, right? And uh, back in the day, celebrities would say stupid shit, and then they would just be persona non grata. But all, all celebrities now have PR people who, they say something stupid, and their PR person gives them a call and says... Yeah, that's probably not going to play well with America. You know the people who pay you millions of dollars to be in movies, so you need to retract that statement. Or yeah, then start it like, starts saying you know something opposite of that. It's triage, like damage
3: control. Right. But what's interesting is like you you know you have all these people at first who are like God, these charges are thirty years old. This, right. The woman, the the girl who was raped, was like paid off in a civil settlement. She's even saying. That the charges, you know, should be dropped, and there's this, there's no point. This is water under the bridge, and we shouldn't even go there. But I think the fact of the matter is, people don't know what actually occurred.
4: Yeah. And before we get into that, um, another thing I want to say about celebrities is your your average celebrity. I mean, celebrity who's made it. I think there's a lot of like working actors out there who aren't complete assholes, but most of the ones who make it are because they're willing to like step on people's backs. <laughs> But uh, they themselves equate being in show business with, like, curing cancer. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's, <laughs> so they're like, yeah, it was really horrible what he did, but, you know, he's, an act, he's, a, he's a director of great movies. And when they say that, it, they th- feel that that's like, you know, he cured, uh, you know, breast cancer. Yeah, no, he's got carte blanche to do whatever, yeah, he, give whatever him,
3: yeah. he wants because he's a brilliant yeah. director, you know, an
4: artiste. You know, I I'm in I'm in movies, so I'm kind of like Abraham Lincoln's freeing the slaves. You know, who would begrudge Abraham Lincoln having sex with a 13 year old? Yeah, married his cousin for God's <laughs> sakes, and everybody's like, "Well, you freed the slave," so and you know, <laughs> Roman Polanski <laughs> directed Chinatown, so.
3: But I mean, that, that, that's the thing. I think people don't realize that the guy is a child rapist and he fled the country. He fled justice. Yeah,
4: and then there's a lot of, you know, just general hatred of America and everybody thinks we're too prudish anyway. So when we, like, want to haul somebody in on a sex charge, it's uh, uh, immediately that we're, like evangelical assholes.
3: Well, I feel that French officials should sit down, listen to this episode of Sick and Wrong, where we actually discuss the transcript <laughs> from the court of what the 13-year-old said occurred that night.
4: They should play this episode on the floor of French Congress, even though this story has nothing to do with France. Maybe the Swiss, Swiss Congress? Yeah, but dude,
3: the the French have been harboring him. I want to be like, yeah, listen right. there, Frenchie. You know, quit eating cheese and baguettes for a second. Put down you know, the cigarette. Or maybe put,
4: have one while you're listening to the show.
3: Yeah, fucking Sarkozy. And listen, you've been harboring a pervert. Right. And this... Well, and, and, no,
4: he's more than a pervert. Per, you know, perversion's not a crime. It's just when you, you know, act on it. He's a menace. He's a menace. A child rapist... And, I mean, the
3: fact of the matter is, is, didn't he have, like, a 15-year-old girlfriend in Europe when he fled there? Right.
4: N- Nastasha Kinsky. So, why so, let's get Natasha into it. Nastasya Kinski.
3: You have a story here from the LA Times that is a direct transcript of what the girl said in court, right? Right. The happened. LA
4: Times got a bunch of her testimony from court, which I haven't seen anywhere else, but really is, you know, the fine details of what happened. So and what... there's way too much to even get into, so I'm going to have to jump into the middle of the actual meat of the story.
3: So, what happened on that fateful night... In 1977.
4: Well, Roman approached this girl, Samantha Gailey's mother, who was like one of these sort of working actresses, but not, you know, she wasn't famous, but she'd been in some episodes of sitcoms and action shows and shit. And uh, it was in March '77 and said, you know, in a stupid little mousy Polish voice, uh, oh, I have, uh, you know, assignment to shoot for fashion, European (laughs) fashion magazine, uh, young girls. Uh. And the mom was like, okay, that sounds good. It's the 70s. You know, you can't apply our current level of... You know, fear of child porn. I but guess. But think
3: about it, though. She, I read that the mother was like a bit actress in, a, in like a bunch of seventies
4: like TV That's what shows, she said. like
3: Starsky. Yeah, Starsky and Hutch. Sure. And very so. So she's getting approached by the most famous director in the world. Well, because they
4: were at a party together. I mean, if she wasn't in those shows, she never would have been at the party. I, I, you, star fucker whack, really. She's not a star. star I really don't think she's a starfucker. I call here, star here, point, point in fact. Point case in point, whatever. <laughs> I like point in um, fact. Point in fact. <laughs> pointed in my fact hole. Um if she was such a star fucker, or if she was just a good mother, she would have gone with with her daughter to the photo shoot, right? So she
3: wait, she let her daughter go all alone.
4: Actually, now that Roman I look Polanski. at this, she asked to go and Roman said, I'd rather I, I was just alone with her. Because I think, this is such a bullshit photographer term, and I don't even have it in front of me. I'm going from memory. But he said something like, I think she'll be more natural with the camera. Which is just like, "Well, just you're fucking taking a picture there, asswipe. You're not fucking Leonardo da Vinci, okay? I think, I, I think if you
3: decode that statement, it means, I'm not going to get a boner with you in the room, you old hack.
4: Well, heck. my boner's not going <laughs> to rub up against your daughter. Yeah, but she, she agreed with it, because you know, it's the 70s, and everybody's like, oh, yes, art. Yeah, exactly. With the camera. Yeah, well, but back
3: in the '70s, I mean, you brought this point earlier. Back in the '70s, a 13-year-old bearing her breasts—I don't think is as offensive as it well, would be now. Especially
4: in Europe. Yeah. So that was the first photo shoot where there were some topless pictures taken, and the mom saw them. But they—I guess the whole family saw them, and they were sort of shocked. But just you know, didn't want to rock the boat, didn't want to offend the Europeans, because you know everybody in the '70s respected the Europeans. I, st- so I much. still
3: think they were starstruck because they had Rome Polanski taking Probably pictures a bit, of her sure, daughter.
4: Sure, whatever. Um, but then there was a second photo shoot, right? Now, and the, this is the incident. The daughter was uncomfortable with the topless shots, but not enough to say, you know, she's a 13 year old girl, and she's she's being told she's going to put in be put in a European fashion magazine.
3: I wonder how she felt about Roman Tell Rome. me
4: any girl that wouldn't be like totally, uh, you know, awestruck by that.
3: I wonder how uh, she felt about Roman Polanski dry humping her leg.
4: <laughs> Did that happen in the first photo shoot?
3: I'm sure it happened throughout the photo shoot. I don't know. i just this taking is a, pictures, girl. Calm this is, down.
4: This is how we take pictures in Europe. With in the Poland. Out. I must have my cackle out. <laughs> but here's, here's, the, here's the meat of the story. The meat of
3: Roman Polanski. The meatus of the story.
4: Uh, So there's another photo shoot. And once again, Roman gets Samantha off by herself. This is March 10th. And she's at, they're at, of all places, they're at Jack Nicholson's house (laughs) up in like the Hollywood Hills, I guess. And nobody's really there. Jack's gone, you know, probably fucking some starlet. And uh, they have the house to themselves. There's a pool, a hot tub, blah, blah, blah. And it's probably, you know, set in the hills, beautiful, you know, backdrop of the city, skyline, all that shit. Now, I Um, imagine he
3: probably had like a mansion back then. I mean, Jack Nicholson was huge in the 70s.
4: Yeah, it's a nice house. Who knows if it's a mansion, but I'm sure it's a nice place. Um, and this girl described Polanski as taking more topless shots. At this point, she's kind of becoming desensitized, which is typical petter ass behavior, right?
3: Is, it, is she becoming desensitized because he convinced her that it's okay or because he hopped her up on quaaludes?
4: Both. So she's, he's pouring her champagne. Dude, it's a package deal. You got to do everything. 13 year old drinking all, all, champagne. Both barrels. And then he offered a part of a quaalude. Marked Aurora seven one four. Why, admit, why that matters? What he's it was a marked. slick
3: Polak. Why can't nobody has quailies anymore? <laughs> like you wouldn't have felt for fell for that wackily at thirteen.
4: I would have taken the quailies. A <laughs>
3: <laughs> couple shots of me topless. Okay. So this is
4: the girl's testimony in court, uh, and uh, the prosecutor... Not a prosecutor. The de- assistant defense attorney, his name is Gunson, asked, why did you take it? She said, I don't know. I must have been pretty drunk or else I wouldn't have. Which champagne goes right to your head. So I know
3: how that And is. plus, uh, you know, I, I imagine the tolerance of a 13-year-old isn't as high as the tolerance of Roman Polanski.
4: Although he is kind of small. <laughs> but his after years guy. of drinking, you know, hard times, you can build up a tolerance. Jurors questioned her behavior. Not only did she not physically resist Polanski, once again, She's on champagne and quaaludes, and she's 13, <laughs> and they're not there observing it, right? They're just going based on testimony. Uh, they also jurors also had a problem because she'd admitted that she'd had sex before twice, she said, and had been drunk before and tried part of a quaalude before, but well, this is the 70s. Everybody was doing drugs There was no like Just say no program You know There was no I don't even think there was a drug enforcement agency If it was around There wasn't a war we on drugs We didn't fear at the
3: time. drugs at that time But the fact of the matter is There's like a
4: bureau of narcotics
3: The fact of the matter is It doesn't mitigate what he
4: did you but know, the, the fact jurors, that she at had, that time the jurors took that into heavily but, into okay, account. Okay, so the and girl had, a problem had sex with it.
3: the girl had sex twice but she's still 13 people.
4: Right, and she'd had sex with her 17-year-old boyfriend who you know, is who's four, also four a minor. Four years, 4 years older than her. It's not a dude who's I don't even how old was Polanski at this time. Doesn't say.
3: That's I've a 30 know, something. So I still maintain while you're in high school kids before you turn 18 <laughs> Just fuck as much as you can.
4: <laughs> right? So you can fuck lots of 13-year-olds. Is that something you missed out on? You always regret? No, but I'm saying It's just what like, you dude, saying?
3: you'll never get that 15-year-old pussy again. All right? All right. That's, so you regret not
4: not fucking 15-year-olds?
3: Yeah, when I was like 16, 17. <laughs> sure. sure no,
4: <laughs> she continued uh, with her testimony. He wanted to take pictures in the jacuzzi. No one else was in the house. She got in the jacuzzi. He told her to take off her underwear, which she did. He took he took a few pictures then this is interesting to me. He took a few pictures then he went into the bathroom and came back naked. <laughs> then he got into the deep part of the hot tub. So okay, so he We've heard this before. He's
3: taking pictures of the girl in the hot tub. She's naked. Right. He convinced her to get naked in the hot tub.
4: In he, the hot tub. He so he she's leaves- in the and takes off her underwear. I think she still has a Maybe she's still topless. He's he probably still leaves to
3: go to the suit. bathroom, comes out full birthday suit.
4: Full-on birthday suit. Circumcised Polish Jewcock hanging out. And um, I, don't know if he, I don't know if her. he chubbed up in the, in the bathroom. <laughs> if I'm going to walk out naked, I'm definitely chubbing up. <laughs> manually. Well, yeah, otherwise you if would you be ever able to see I've it. heard of other people doing this. I think uh, Ted Kennedy did this. Um, I, was, I was talking to you about this the other day, and I thought of somebody else, too. Who was it?
3: probably Milton Burrow because you're obsessed with his penis but other than that Milton did- <laughs> Burrow doesn't have
4: to come out of the bathroom to make it girls know he's got a huge cock and they're all over it but do, but I, I guess the, the what we
3: were talking about is does this work does it work I've but, never would it, even
4: thought to do it
3: but would it work for a plebeian
4: like it, us it's it's kind of um, and you're not talking about with your girlfriend who you fuck all the time, and no, you walk no, out no, naked and you're like, guess what time it is? It's hammer time. <laughs> I'm talking about with a girl who you haven't se- had sex with, and this is your method of just making it happen. You just walk out with your cock out.
3: Exactly. Which, you know, I wonder if the walk out with your cock out technique would work with us, like, you know, if we're at, like, the, the, the Holiday Inn or something, and you walk out with your cock out.
4: Well, you, it would work. The chances are obviously going to go up if you're at the Holiday Inn. It's just the type of place where that sort of thing would but work.
3: But I'm saying it will work for Roman Polanski because he directed Chinatown. He directed Rosemary's Baby. I don't know if it would work for Lance Wackerly because he's a co-host of Sick and Wrong. I'm at the
4: pinnacle of my podcasting career. All
3: right. Maybe it will work on a couple <laughs> podcast fans. There's
4: nowhere to go but down from here. I think, I think at this if point... If it's not going to work now, it's not going to work. If either you or I
3: walked out with our cock out... We would probably it would probably elicit screams, and we'd probably be arrested. You're probably right. Yeah.
4: Or at least, you'd, you maybe not arrested, but kicked in the dick, and then the chick would leave <laughs> and slam the door.
3: Or pointing and laughing.
4: I wish I could think of the third person who'd done this who I thought of. but uh, I think probably uh, Ted, Ted, Kennedy black. Le- Ted Kennedy left the shirt on, which is also a good look. And if you leave <laughs> the black socks on, it's I could see better.
3: Zach Galifianakis doing something like this.
4: Yeah. He, again, though, he's sort of famous now, so he probably, it would work for him. you have to achieve a level of fame and wealth. Exactly for that move to work. Which so we're, we're not at. I don't yet. recommend it for just the average podcast listener.
3: Keep buying dildos, people, and soon uh, you'll see what happens. So, well, well, so, so, he so gets what happens? He's
4: naked. He gets into the hot tub. You know, I'm sure she's thanking the Lord because now she doesn't have to look at his cock. now, now it's full the bubbles. He goes, "Come on down here," and I said, "No, no, I got to get out." And he goes, "No, come down here." He's and saying, then
3: come on, Uncle Roman, Then she told dirty him. Subway. T- young girls get pregnant. <laughs>
1: okay.
4: She told him she had asthma. She lied and said she had asthma and then he, he, that she had to get out. And what, he said, what is that? How just does that just work? come down here a second. <laughs> so she finally went down. She's very. She's like that character in um, Austin Powers where you just have to ask him the question three times and the third time he can't resist. You think he like, grabbed her like,
3: head and just pushed her under the water?
4: Well, then he'd risk drowning, which probably... <laughs> I don't think he'd be living it up in Europe if he drowned a 13-year-old girl and took off. He did uh, Once she went down there, he says, doesn't it feel better down here? Um, she was, he was holding her up because she was almost over his head, her head because she's so small and tiny child. <laughs> and she said, yeah, I better get out. So she gets out. There's some pool shenanigans, you know, not the hot tub pool. And she finally gets to the bathroom, puts her underwear on, Starts drying off. Then she goes, sits on the couch. She said he started kissing her, pulled off her panties, and uh, the ad- assistant d- district attorney says, asked her if she felt under the influence. He said, yeah, she could barely remember anything. She just kind of dizzy. She didn't, uh, everything was blurry. She didn't have any coordination. She's all fucked up, basically. Well, she was drugged. Yeah. And drunk. Yeah, not roofied, but just giving a a whole quaalude to a 13-year-old who weighs like 80 pounds. After drinking like two
3: glasses of champagne, yeah. Probably more than that. Um, I'm surprised she wasn't unconscious.
4: He started performing oral sex on her, then moved to intercourse. He said, are you on the pill? And she went, no. And he goes, when did you have your period last? (laughs) He's trying to do the rhythm method with a 13-year-old. Well, my question is, do you think she even had her period yet? I don't even know how the rhythm method works. (laughs) Somebody explained it to me once, and I was like, that's too risky. Um, you're supposed to either have sex with your girlfriend and come in her right before she has her period or right after. I think it's right after. Just pull out. It's more fun yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know. I agree. Um, and she says, I don't know. Cause she's so fucked up. She doesn't know what her last period was. He goes, would you want me to go in through your back? And she went, no, a <laughs> <laughs> woman later identified as Nicholson's then girlfriend. Angelica Houston came to the door and Polanski stopped briefly to talk to her through the crack. He got, she got up and put her underwear on, uh, started walking towards the door. He came back down again. He started having intercourse with her again, and then so, he, then he just stopped. What is that? Do you think Angelica
3: Houston saw that Rome Polanski was in a room with a 13-year-old? I just think it was, don't ask, don't tell. She's um, just looking in there. She's like, oh, shit. I'm going to go in the other room. He
4: randomly stops having sex with her, takes her home, and says, this is our little secret. So... This all happened. Did he go in the back door? No, I don't think he went in the back door. <laughs> I thought he did. I violated. thought he
3: did go into the back door.
4: Maybe. I don't know. Just it's the tip. In this testimony, she doesn't specify whether... It ha- she said she told him not to. Maybe he tried. Just the tip, right? <laughs> um, so, went to court. You know, she finally told her mom that this had happened, even though it was supposed to be their little secret. Um, and the court was just... The court proceedings were just a fucking fiasco judge Rittenband wasn't having any of this shit he told them that uh although he could have just, i guess sentenced him to like 30 20 years or something like that he told the 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 da and uh and polanski's lawyer some guy named dalton uh, not to be confused with the guy from roadhouse um he told them that he wanted polanski to do more time in prison uh 48 more days to be exact and then leave the country so basically like self-deportation so they're going or to deport enforce deportation maybe According to the attorney's declarations, written band said he would uh, send him back to Chino for 48 days, like I just said, to complete the 90-day stint. And th- I'm just repeating myself. And then release him if Polanski agreed to voluntary deportation. He would not face a longer prison term.
3: And so Polanski just was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting oh, on a plane, Dal- so and this I'm is, out.
4: This is the judge talking to the, uh, uh, Polanski's attorney. Dalton relayed that to his client. Polanski left the office. Drove to LAX. I mean, this is all Didn't like, even go immediately. Home. Didn't even go home. Bought the last seat on the next British Airways flight to London, and he's never been seen in the United States since. That's why. That's where we're at now. And that's, I mean, to me,
3: that's a glaring admission of guilt. And the, and the no, fact...
4: he's never denied guilt. He's caught red-handed. I mean, the girl is testifying. You know, he's got Angelica Houston testifying against him because when the cops went to Jack Nicholson's house, they found Angelica Houston's coke. <laughs> <laughs> so she rolled on him <laughs> to get the coke charges dropped
3: i wonder what did did they ever like get testimony from jack i don't think so do you think jack
4: after like he was hollywood royalty like you said i mean it's probably kind of off limits but do you think, think
3: jack though still hung out with roman after the whole 13 year old rape thing
4: i don't think so i don't do you think they were hanging out anyways it's like i, I mean jack know, was I mean, just like leading a ladies times. man yeah but and like this little, Jack was going to like you know every bar and club on the Sunset Strip and fucking as many chicks as he wanted a night. And Roman Simultaneously. Polanski, he's going
3: to nursery h- schools yeah. and just like picking up six year olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's not work. a good time for it doesn't Jack. Work. He's just like you know, Roman, you hang out at the elementary school. I'm gonna go to the strip club.
4: Yeah, I'm gonna go fuck Sorry, some buddy. hot bitches with like actual big tits, adult so tits. I've heard apologists
3: for Roman Polanski say they're trying to minimize the severity of his actions by claiming that. Three decades in exile constitutes sufficient punishment for the crime. Yeah. The does, does, does three decades of exile, he's from Europe. He's European. Do you really think he was living, you know, in uh, just impoverished conditions in well, it's France? it's not like he
4: was in Fritzl's basement. Okay? <laughs> he,
1: <it>
3: was, <laughs> he was, yeah. like,
4: living in, like, you know, the Parisian filmmaking <laughs> community, wearing tuxedos, fucking hot broads, and, like, eating like a king.
3: Ser- seriously. I mean, he was still a part of, uh, you know, he was a huge
4: celebrity. Yeah. yeah. Well, Johnny Depp's done a movie with him.
3: Yeah, uh, and Johnny Depp has. What was that
4: shitty movie called? So
3: did uh, Adrian Brody, did the pianist?
4: <laughs> yeah, so apparently those guys endorse... Uh, Johnny Depp and Adrian Brody endorse 13-year-old rape.
3: And But the, the fact of the matter is, it's an undeniable truth that this man, fed a child, drugs, and liquor, penetrated her vaginally, orally, and anally...
4: Okay, so it was determined, I guess.
3: ...admitted his guilt, and then fled to France. People, the man raped a child. So... In my if mind. anything else,
4: we, just, we as America, I mean, we've got Bin Laden running around up there, just taunting us. We need to establish that we don't fuck around. Hammer of justice. So what do you think,
3: Wackerly, in, in closing here, what do you think should happen to Roman Plansky? Do you think he should be extradited? Do you think he should do 15 to 20 years in Chino?
4: He's not going to live for 15 to 20 years. Oh <laughs> old man. He should do at least the 90 days and then make it 180 to, you know, for, for fucking about. I, you know what I think? Half a year? I mean, that would be fucking horrible for him. I, I don't think he needs to go for five years or anything like that. Yeah, but, but yeah, he's 180 gonna go to, days. He's going
1: to go
3: to celebrity jail anyway. I do think he should do some all right, time. All right,
4: celebrity jail a full year.
3: 365 I do, days. My, I do,
4: subtract the, the 28 days he was in or whatever.
3: I agree with you. I think he should do some time. We should bring him back. We shouldn't just dismiss these charges, but I think he should have to uh, pay for something. I don't who's know. Who's
4: the money going to go to?
3: Uh, some like uh, raping children group or something out there, you know?
4: Nambla?
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> you mean <laughs> program for children he new found Nambla? Raped? <laughs> no,
3: I'm saying like an anti rape program, no, program the, or something. Sponsor man, an African the man child? Who cares? It would be the, All I'm saying the girl is he love. needs to pay. The man, girl love. I love Roman Polanski, but he needs to pay. The man is a pervert. Speaking of perverts. um... People, do you know it's uh, Butt Plug Month now at Adamneve. dot com. <laughs> That's kind of limiting. <laughs> Wasn't that a great segue? Yeah, it was. It was so smooth. You know. so
4: you, you think this is going to be a big month? Butt plugs. <laughs> well,
3: you know, Cockring Month was uh, October. It's like get your ring October, in October. Right. You can still order a cock ring now at Adamneve. dot com, but we're endorsing butt plugs.
4: Right. It's, you Are know, you going to review your favorite one?
3: You know, I Are I you might, sitting I, on one right now? <laughs> I, I might call my brother. My brother has many. My brother has many cock rings and butt plugs.
4: Yeah, he's so, very divisive amongst the audience. I think like, for no, November... Some people like him and some people don't.
3: I think for November you should give thanks for the people who created butt plugs, the pilgrims.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: They did it with like corn. That's why their hats
4: are shaped like that.
3: Exactly, and, and, and the, the, the buckles. On well,
4: the, the buckles so you can pull it out. Yeah. You get emergency. Grip.
3: Grip. So people, right now, go to Adamandeve dot com and uh you get fifty percent off almost any item. Butt plug month for butt plug November. And uh you also get three free adult DVDs, and they throw in a free extra gift, which uh we determined is a packet of shitty lube. And then uh <laughs> you also get free shipping on your entire order.
4: What does Shitty Lube consist of? Like it has pieces of sand in it. <laughs> it like you know, not very lubricating, but more No, chafing. I think
3: it's just like a two ounce packet of lube. Oh, you
4: need more yeah, you need lots of lube. Yeah, I'm
3: saying it's like I want like a fucking gallon of Astroglide. <laughs> you know, if I'm gonna have a fun you know plunger
4: top. If I'm gonna have your a bed. good Saturday
3: night and pretend to be a pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> I need a gallon of Astroglide. But fun. you do get, you know, the, the lube just to start it all off for free. So right now Adam type in Diddle upon checkout. And three free DVDs, free extra gift, free shipping, and 50% off your order. That's Diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, at AdamandEve.com. Well, actually, this is episode 199 of Sick and Wrong. We're one episode away, one week away, people, from the milestone 200th episode of Sick and Wrong. Mm. So, quick recap of last week's show, episode 198. We had three listener stories. Listener A sent in a story about the Richmond gang rape. Which was probably one of the worst stories I've read in a while. And yeah, they're, they're still, still hauling, in, hauling
4: in new people, they're, and every time now, every time they haul somebody new, and he's like older and older. Like now, they're like hauling in twenty-two-year-olds. Yeah, no. They, they, okay, get, I just love the 22-year-old is still hanging out at his high school.
3: No, they got like senior citizens are coming in yeah. that took part in this rape. It was like I a whole community thing. I
4: that merry-go-round and gang rape that <laughs> goes <laughs> on down at Richmond High.
3: A listener B here sent a story about a murderous Xbox rampage in uh, Limingland, And uh, listener C sent in a story about a Russian skating bear who got revenge. Well, the story of that won obviously is Rich Gang, Richmond Gang Rape with 187 votes. Uh Listener B came in second, Murderous Xbox Rampage with 96 votes, and uh Skating Bear only got 38 votes. Apparently mm. people think that's a natural reaction for a bear. So congratulations. Not a lot of ba- people have been to
4: Russia, so that yeah. just seems like maybe that's what goes on there.
3: Well, they don't realize how um traumatic it could be to see one of those skating bears tear apart, you know, one of those uh Skater figure skater guys <laughs> be horrible. So, um, what was kind of funny about it is, uh, we got one uh, guy here, Shiner, who uh, voted for the Richmond gang rape. He wrote, Teeny Bopper Tag Team. Ew, she had a minge like a budgie's ear. Now it's like a tattered windsock. <laughs> Were you guys high for this episode because you seem kind of giggly? Huh? No, (laughs) you know i I, I don't recall being high for it but uh i don't know so congratulations listener a you won with the richmond gang rape story i think i was
4: on cold medication
3: maybe that's what it was yeah i don't know um so people you know the way sick and wrong works wacker and i comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week we present them here on the show the audience votes and uh, the winner gets a case of beer. We throw in a wild card with a listener submission, which you can send to Podcast at com, or submit directly through the forum. Oftentimes, we tend to do like three listener stories if we have a good week. And uh, this week, we had an exceptionally good week. We received a bunch of stories. One popular story, is, uh, and everyone can uh, probably knows what I'm going to talk about, is the Cleveland murder, serial rapist, murderer guy story, which we probably received about 50 submissions for that.
4: I don't think they know that he's a serial rapist.
3: Yeah, this this guy uh, covered the gamut of just hideous crime. So uh, we received a number of listener submissions. So we're going to start off the show here with uh, listener number one. If that headline doesn't make you read... I don't know what will. Great job on the podcast. Thanks for bringing Jeff back. Keep it sick, keep it wrong. Buff McCloud. And the headline he's referring to is Singer Killed by Coyotes. Which is an oddly coincidental article that we're doing here. Is Because, Wackley, did you say last week... I was deriding death by coyotes. And you, you were deriding
4: said, the ferocity and fearsomeness of coyotes. And I, yeah, I said you were jinxing yourself.
3: You countered by saying that I, you're probably going to be eaten by coyotes.
4: Right. And the headline will be podcaster eaten by a coyote. The podcaster is just out by himself
3: thinking of different topics or intros for his exceptional Walking podcast.
4: through the desert, which is where you do your best thinking.
3: Yeah. You know, just to take a little stroll through the desert. And the next thing you know, torn apart by coyotes. Horrible right. way to go. Didn't
4: get. even see it coming.
3: Nope. Well, this girl wasn't a podcaster. She was a singer-songwriter. A young Canadian singer-songwriter hmm. who was attacked by coyotes while out hiking.
4: Much like, uh, was this Alanis Morissette?
3: <laughs> no, but uh, you know, that actually would have been nice if it was.
4: She's the only Canadian singer-songwriter female that I know of.
3: There's another one, a, a kind of a hot one. Jewel? Was she Canadian, too? I think she
4: might be from Toronto.
3: No, she's Alaska. She's from Alaska, right? Which yeah. is pretty
4: much Canada.
3: <laughs> Though there's one that's on the tip of my tongue. It's married to the Fallout Boy singer Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne.
4: She's she's Jewish, also.
3: Is she? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a Jewish last name. I'm surprised. Uh, you know, this didn't happen to Avril Lavigne. It always bums me out when you have like an aspiring singer songwriter, a nobody essentially, that something like this happens to when you when you have all these shitty celebrities and songwriters out there that you're like. God, why couldn't this happen to Lady Gaga? <laughs> I'd never have to hear another Poker Face song again.
4: I got to make a confession. Yeah. I like Lady Gaga.
3: You know, I, I, I thought you did.
4: <laughs> I think she's... I don't really even know. I guess I know one of those songs. I just think she's funny how she... how Everybody's like freaked out by the crazy clothes she wears. It's like she just plays everybody so easily. Plus, she's kind of hot. Have you seen pictures of her before she got famous? No, but... Uh, she's, she's hot.
3: Kind of has a weird face. You know... You no, know, she's just
4: like a. She's like i I've seen pictures of her from college. She's just like a hot, brown-haired Jewish girl who's like, you know, an art chick, whatever. Actually, I haven't she's seen... She's like a proto-hipster back then.
3: I haven't seen pictures of her when she was younger, but I have seen recent pictures where there's a bit of a bulge in her panties. So I'm wondering <laughs> if you just... find her attractive because she could be... A transsexual.
4: That could be it, sure. (laughs) But she's so freaky. Those clothes she wears. What's she she doing?
3: People, come on. She has light bulbs on her dress. What's going on here?
4: It's irreverent.
0: It's goddamn irreverent. She
3: blows people's minds. She's blowing
0: people's minds. (laughs) She's got something on her head, goddammit.
3: Well, so Lady Gaga was not attacked by coyotes, but this young singer-songwriter was. Two coyotes attacked and killed a young Canadian woman while she was hiking alone in a national park in eastern Canada. I'm amazed that two coyotes could do this, but um, apparently they can't.
4: You just have no respect for the coyote,
3: dude. Dude, they're small creatures. I just... I, you I know. think...
4: You know what I think you're thinking of is a fox... We're not talking about a fox. We're talking about a coyote. It's like Dude, in between a fox and a wolf, and a wolf is fucking big. You don't think you could kick a co-
3: you punch a coyote in the snout and have it run away, yelping?
4: Well, me, I'm a badass. I'm just saying <laughs> you or a Canadian singer songwriter <laughs> would have a problem.
3: Well, the victim was identified as Taylor Mitchell. I wouldn't Mitchell.
4: be walking in the woods without my gun to begin with.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Mitchell, Mitchell here from Toronto was touring and on her new album, And she was hiking along Solo on a trail in Nova Scotia when the attack occurred. Coyotes, which are known as prairie wolves, are found from Central America to the United States and Canada. Uh, Wildlife biologist Bob Bancroft said coyote attacks are extremely rare because the animals are typically shy.
4: On humans. But they will attack pets. And, you know, obviously, because they're carnivores, they attack smaller animals.
3: And chickens, stuff like that. But he said it's possible that the coyotes thought Mitchell was a deer or other prey. If you yeah. ask me, I think coyotes hate folk music. They saw her, and they're like, dude, is that Joan Baez? Yeah. Let's get her.
4: Yeah, they wouldn't like folk. They're Let's more, get her. I think they're more 90s hair rock kind of animals.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. It's like, who are they trying to kid? They're like...
4: Whatever happened to those cool bands like Rat Man? <laughs> <laughs> Shit was great. Music today sucks. It all started with grunge. I blame grunge, motherfucker.
3: Mitchell was already in critical con- critical condition when paramedics arrived on the scene and had multiple bite wounds over her entire body. She was losing a considerable amount of blood from the wounds. Oh,
4: she was still alive when they found her.
3: Yeah, but then they airlifted her to a hospital and she died along the way. She was an up and coming folk and country musician who was nominated for a 2009. Canadian Folk Music Award in the Young Performer of the Year category.
4: Now she's down and going.
3: <laughs> Basically, who cares? <laughs> Canadian music? Eh. Words can't begin to express the sadness and tragedy of losing such a sweet, compassionate, vibrant, and phenomenally talented young woman, said Lisa White's Mitchell's manager. Someone needs to write a song about her, don't you think?
4: I love that the manager's complaining, you know, because really what the manager's saying is like, now I'm going to get my fucking 10%. <laughs> God damn it. I was grooming I know, that shit was, for a long time. was cashing in on that one.
3: But yeah, you know, I, I imagine there are going to be some, you know, Coyotes tore apart a folk singer song coming out soon. Mm. But as I mentioned before, you know, you read stories like this, and it breaks my heart that something like this couldn't happen to Kid Rock. Aren't there Coyotes in Michigan?
4: But once again, you know, Kid Rock's kind of a badass. You <laughs> would, uh. He'd like be wearing a coyote coat and rapping about it, and that would just even be worse. It just bums me out because
3: you know this girl is only nineteen, kind of hot. Yeah, maybe Kid,
4: a maybe a Tiger versus Kid Rock. That I would, I would support.
3: I would love that if he performed in Vegas, Tigers on stage, and they totally pulled a Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, on the sick wrong star scale, it's got to be a horrible way to go to be attacked by coyotes. In the snow, In, living, yeah, waiting, waiting finally damping. being
4: airlifted, and then dying.
3: I'm giving it a 4.5.
4: I give it a 5.
3: All right. Well, what do you have here for episode 199, Wackily?
4: Smell permeated Cleveland neighborhood.
3: This is the biggest story of the week. Have
4: you ever been to Cleveland? <laughs> Who would even realize? You, know?
3: you mean the armpit of America? <laughs> yes, I have, and that place reeks.
4: Cleveland's kind of all right by my book, be just because it is the armpit, and you don't, you have low expectations going in, so anything that you just getting drunk at a shitty bar turns out to be like pretty great.
3: Yeah, but the whole town smells like an old lady fart passing through an onion. <laughs> It does. It's It's from when
4: the river caught on fire because it was so fucking polluted.
3: I thought it was because Ohioans don't bathe. But hey, you know, I could be wrong.
4: The smell permeated the neighborhood, turning the stomachs of residents and curtailing their outdoor activities. We used to think that it was coming out of Ray's sausage, (laughs) which is something you'd hear in the Castro, (laughs) Jeff's bar. What smells in here? It's Ray's sausage. But uh, this is actually a sausage factory. Just also at your brother's bars. God, could you imagine anything worse
3: than living next to a sausage factory?
4: Um, actually, there's a sausage factory in South San Francisco, and if you're a sausage eater, it's e- a sausage eater. It smells pretty damn good.
3: I think every time I'd walk by, I'd be
4: like, "Thank God I'm vegetarian." You're thinking of an abattoir, which would smell bad. But it, like the What's sausage the factory in South San Francisco, they get the meats already, like you know, cut up, and the shit is removed from the pig carcasses and all that shit. I do
3: love how you use the term meats, because it's it's, it's meats miscellaneous. <laughs> no one really knows what's being stuffed in that, like, intestinal sack.
4: Yeah, yeah, sure. So hot all dogs right. have random things in them. Yeah, clever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a go-to joke, yeah. But uh, here's the resident also says. But you could smell these smells. You smell these smells, and I live right there. And we used to come out here, and, oh, these smells were just horrible. Which is perhaps the greatest sentence ever uttered by a Cleveland person. <laughs> it's like the Cleveland Shakespeare. Ray's Sausage Company had to replace a sewer line and grease traps trying to rid the area of the stench. But Ray's wasn't to blame after all. Instead, police said... The foul old odor had a much more sinister source. More sinister than random meats in a sausage factory. <laughs> uh, Eleven bodies have been found inside the, a home that's just adjacent to Ray's. <laughs> I mean, the smell was so bad that they it just enveloped the whole neighborhood. Nobody could tell where it was coming from. Does
3: it from. have any connection with the sausages?
4: Well, meats is meats, <laughs> as they say. Six bodies have been found inside and five outside. A skull wrapped in a paper bag and stuffed into a bucket in the basement apparently is all that remains of the 11th victim, authorities said Wednesday. Anthony Sowell, who's 50, is a registered sex offender before any of this happened. He's the black guy who lives there. And I don't know if you've seen pictures, but as Howard Moon from The Mighty Boosh... He's got shrimp eyes. I have seen pictures, and he definitely has shifty, shifty shrimp eyes. <laughs> so Will's now facing five counts of aggregate, av- aggravated murder, rape, felonious assault, and kidnapping. Um,
3: is that basically just a huge rubber stamp that says, you're fucked?
4: Uh, this guy is fucked. Yeah. He's fucked. He also Although, has a track he record. He might legitimately pull off the insanity defense, I think, or incompetency or mind of a child defense. Well,
3: he definitely couldn't pull off the I know how to dispose of a corpse defense.
4: <laughs> Eight of the victims they know have been strangled because they actually found the cords still around their necks. Uh, the other three are so decomposed that they. Don't know how they were murdered. Although the uh, Miller, who I think is like the DA or something, says most likely it was always strangulation. But, you know. Seems to be the preferred technique. They were all African American women. Another neighborhood woman said, "You could smell it." I came around the corner and I smell it. You could smell the dead bodies. How are you going to tell me people in the neighborhood couldn't smell that? She well, is the um, who's the guy who's supposed to have written the Shakespeare stuff. <laughs> She's the original bard. The real one. You know how Shakespeare didn't really write the stuff. He was illiterate, signed his name with an X, that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 Anyway. He actually
3: had like a fifty uh, year old black lady with a weed. <laughs> well she she, spe- she did all the
4: writing, really. She really did all the writing. Yeah. Lieutenant Thomas statue. Which is an awesome name for a police lieutenant. I hope he has a giant stash. Yeah, I was about to say
3: He's got to have like a. Hey, I mean, stash show. Like, he's got to have a big, huge Tom Selleck going on there.
4: He has said that Swell had been making his living as a quote scrapper. He walks around and picks up scrap metal and takes it to the junkyard to make a few pennies, and he murders women. <laughs> That's the other thing he does. Well, um, you know,
3: I imagine he probably couldn't be. Able to pick up too many women being a scrapper.
4: You'd be surprised because you wonder how, uh, you know, this stench had been around the neighborhood for so long. Why did police finally find out what happened? Neighbors called 911 after an October 20th incident where they'd seen a woman fall from what they said was the second floor, uh, and emergency people showed up, but not police initially. They were sent to the home. McGrath told reporters Tuesday... Firefighters later notified police who responded to the hospital where the woman was taken. Uh, McGrath said that the woman told of officers she was at the home and partying. <laughs> they were doing coke, drugs, and getting high. Well, How can a scrapper afford to buy coke? Well, he's probably got some other illicit activities going on besides murdering women and scrapping. The woman said she was on an upper balcony. So he also owns his own home, apparently. <laughs>
3: It's this, this, amazing to, this. to me. In Cleveland, you can own your own home by being a scrapper.
4: This is partying. She's 52, by the way, actually, even older than him. So he's not like picking up you know, young, nubile women and murdering them. Yeah, no. Uh, but this is being really fucking high and having a good time. She was on a balcony and she fell off the roof while trying to pick up her keys. <laughs> it's something <laughs> I would do. Uh, a man described as her boyfriend uh, corroborated the story. Um so
3: did she was she the one who alerted authorities to all this shady business going on here no, at the civil No, This is
4: also an indication of how high she was. So the neighborhood reeks of dead bodies People think it's from the sausage factory. There's, it's really in this guy's house. She's doing coke in the house where the bodies actually are. She still doesn't realize that there's dead bodies buried. in the that,
3: That's what I don't understand the oblivious nature of these people. It's like you have well, shallow graves in the backyard. You have decomposing corpses in the living room. <laughs> Why aren't on. you calling the authorities? Be
4: honest, though. I mean, you've been like you know going at it sometimes, doing coke, drinking, you know, in the, one of those big benders. And you show up at some, and somebody, like, you know, one of your friends from the bar says, I have Coke back at my place or whatever. And, you know, I've got the big Lebowski. And you're like, it's last call. So you go back there and you go into their apartment. And it's really fucking disgusting. Like maybe they have roommates or maybe they're just a pig themselves. The ashtray's overflowing. Yes. It smells really fucking bad. You don't say anything. You just want, you're like, where where are the rails? Where's the Fifth of Jack? I think I'm just saying I can kind of see where this comes from.
3: I can no, okay. I can empathize with the situation, but what I think is, I want to try some of this Cleveland cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's like it's so good. You don't smell decomposing
4: flesh, right? Uh, You know, like I said, people badmouth Cleveland, but the town is it doesn't claim to be anything that it's not. And you know, once you're at that level, you can just have a good time and party. Yeah. No. Apparently. Uh, So Sewell's in court. They asked him whether he could afford a lawyer, and he responded quietly, No, sir. Not on a scrapper salary. (laughs) Spent all my scrapper money on Coke. (laughs) Five stars. (laughs)
3: I would have to say it's you know, they, they, they they've been finding another corpse every day. Like it started out with five corpses and it like, you know, a couple of days later it's like we're up, up to, to eleven. Eight,
4: and and a couple of them to are 11. so de- decomposed that they like can't even tell how they died, so maybe there's some more even more decomposed bodies, you know, buried in the cross. Seriously, it's and you know the fact the reason
3: I'm gonna give this five stars, how often do you ever have a black serial murderer? That's true.
4: It's a rarity. Pioneering. I am actually I'm gonna reduce my score to four point nine because he's not gonna probably defend himself. (laughs) So he (laughs) is he's smart enough to understand that he's too retarded. I did see
3: a great picture of his public defender who just had the most grim expression on her face I'm just like, I don't even know what bullshit I'm gonna pull out of my ass for this one. It's
4: pretty easy, I think. You're just like I'm gonna try and get him off the death penalty. Uh, If you do that, you succeed.
3: I would pull out the, it was the sausages! (laughs) It was
4: the sausage man!
3: (laughs) We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that one. Well, uh, the third story we got here for episode 199 comes from a guy named Riss. He writes in, fucking Africa. Mm -hmm. He's got a point here. Uh, The story involves a Somali man, 112 years old, who wed a girl... Seventeen years old
4: I thought Somalia you know was a third world country with very low average life expectations, yeah,q <laughs> lived to one hundred and twelve I'm surprised yeah aren't they all pirates they have the new research says that this like caloric restriction diet will prolong your life, but I mean you'd think AIDS or like a rebel bullet would have gotten him by now. I, he's
3: think, a warlord himself. you think at that age, the flies would have just devoured him <laughs> <It's> bit by <laughs> bit. Yeah. I don't even get it. So, Ahmed Muhammad Dore and his new wife, Safia Abdullah, uh, posed for photos at their wedding celebration. Hundreds of people have attended the wedding in central Somalia between a man who says he's 112 years old and his 17-year-old wife. That is quite an age difference.
4: Well, here's another thing. Man who says he's 112. I mean... They have very good record keeping and birth certificates over there. I mean, I know we're trying to find Obama's Kenyan birth certificate still.
3: He does claim that he was born in, uh, I can't even pronounce the town, but it's in central Somalia in 1897, and he has a traditional birth certificate written on goatskin from his father. <laughs> he almost okay, could have wackily, been
4: a slave himself.
3: Waggley, don't discount the goatskin birth certificate, all right? Yours <laughs> well, is just written on paper.
4: Right. They, don't even, they didn't even figure out paper back
3: then in, <laughs> in Africa. They have goatskin. Uh, so, Ahmed Mohamed Dore, who already has 13 children by five wives, said he would like to have more with his new wife, 13? Safiya. He's got 13 only.
4: And he's 112. Yeah. Dude, the, that Duggar guy is like 45 and he has like 22 kids. This dude is slacking big time. And how many
3: wives <laughs> does Duggar have? Just one. Just one. I know, this guy's got five wives. Yeah,
4: who, who's even talking about Mr. Duggar? Mrs. Duggar is the real champ.
3: Yeah, I know, dude. Those I mean,
4: Somali wives are lazy as fuck.
3: I don't think they understand in Somalia that the vagina can be a clown car.
4: <laughs> well, the thing about Somalia, they don't have any clowns. Yeah. So it's one of the tragedies of Africa.
3: No one laughs in Africa anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we do laugh with them, though. Adam. Uh, Adam. <laughs> Today, God helped me realize my dream, said Mr. Dorway at the wedding. The bride's family said she was happy with her new husband. Yeah, I'm sure she's fucking ecstatic. I mean, could you? Are, are there limits to arranged marriages? Like, do you think they ever say, "Well, he is eighty years old and uh, he's just a torso," but you're gonna have to marry him and take care of him now?
4: Uh, well, it's all about the dowry, right? How, how does this guy make his money to support twelve wives or whatever it is? I'm
3: sure it involves goats somehow, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I like. I wonder. It's like you're seventeen years old. And you're like, yeah, you gotta marry this 120 12 year old geezer. Uh huh. Like,
4: would there Vi- be a protestation Do they have Via- Do they have somewhere? African Viagra. I don't know, but if it, not, know. then What is she worried about?
3: Yeah, maybe. She's
4: gonna kiss him on the cheek and then go fuck. You know, but he says the neighbor he neighbor wa- kid. He says he wants. She's to gonna have be children. To fuck one of her brother in law, or daughter and son in law. What would that be? I mean, she has. She's gonna have son in laws or stepsons or half sons that are much older than her.
3: Well, Mr. Dory said that his bride, who's young enough to be his great-great-great-granddaughter, were from the same village, and that he had waited for her to grow up to propose. So at the (laughs) the age of 13, too young. Not for Roman Polanski, but for this African guy in Somalia.
4: So since he was like 95, he set his eye on her. Back yeah. when he was a spry 95. <laughs> spry 95.
3: Yeah. And then finally at 112, he's like, okay, she's Now's 17. The Now's the time.
4: The grass is on the ball. He <laughs> On writes, the field. I, I, play didn't, ball. I will play ball now.
3: I didn't force her, <laughs> but used my experience to convince her of my love. And then we agreed to marry. <laughs>
4: Did he give her like a Werther's caramel or something?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, what do you... old people do it. I picture this like, my experience means his like 14-inch Withered Black Mamba.
4: Is he? Is, of he is this a dark black African, or is this like an Arabic? Uh, I
3: think he's Arabic, actually. Well, they're, they're you can't Islamic. tell
4: by the name, right?
3: Well, they say here <laughs> that, uh, he, yeah, <laughs> yeah Muhammad.
4: Uh, this is all based on my one viewing of Black Hawk Down. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> well, some people say that this marriage is allowed under Islamic law, but they're concerned about the age gap. But others were happy that the age barrier or the age gap was not a barrier to love. Yeah. So altogether Mr. Dorway, Mr. Doray, okay, has 114 grandchildren. His oldest son is 80 years old and three of, his, three of his wives have since died.
4: That's quite impressive. So each of his 13 kids has had like more than 10 kids on average.
3: He can populate a country this guy with his sperm.
4: Well, that's a drop in the bucket in those African countries.
3: <laughs> he hopes his new bride will give him some more children. It's a blessing to have someone you love take care of you.
4: <laughs> his fucking love gun doesn't shoot juice anymore. Who's he kidding?
3: Dude, I mean think about it. Here's He's... what
4: happens. Like I said, she fucks the neighbor or the pool boy, or what I'm sure they don't have a pool. Uh but she fucks they the kid. They probably neighbor have like kid. a
3: hole with like muddy water in it. Yeah, that but they she fucks call the neighbor
4: kid. And then she gets pregnant and has a kid and he's like, oh, it's a la, 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 miracle. <laughs> I am pregnant with my wife. I can't even get boner.
3: Dude, that guy's so old. She could present like a donkey and he'd be like, well, I guess my sperm's a bit lazy. <laughs> but like a uh, donkey, it's still, hello, my son.
0: <laughs> <laughs> my eyes are not so but good. But seriously,
3: though, dude, this guy, I mean, if you think about it, if, if he's still, if he's 112... And he's able to marry a 17 year old and able to re- reproduce he's not. with a 17 17- You don't know. I do know. You don't know. <laughs> What's the secret? This guy, this is what people at Pfizer should find out. What, is, what makes this African 112 year old man still be able to get his dick hard enough to fuck a 17 year old?
4: Well, I'll tell you what he's not. He's not a vegan.
3: No, he's probably definitely <laughs> he's not, not a vegan. He's not eating fucking Dude, because they eat anything patties. they can get <laughs> over there.
4: He's not eating tofu.
3: Yeah, but you know what? He's also probably not like a guy that eats like six Big Macs a day. That's now, like here's what overweight. he probably
4: does. He probably drinks the milk of goats and drinks the blood of goats, and that's probably his entire diet. They so mix that shit together. Have you ever seen that on uh, PBS? So you're saying it's like a goat blood? It's like a high milk, protein, milkshake. zero carb diet. Yeah, and that gives you bone. Well, then they eat yams. That's, where, that's where the carbs very interesting.
3: I thought they eat like roots and like well, the yam is a root. Disemboweled like oxen or something.
4: What goat oxen? What's the difference?
3: Yeah, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> so, Wackley, before you score this story here, just imagine the consummation of this marriage.
4: Right. You mean the fantasy kind? It's not going to happen,
3: dude. I picture
4: this is, this... A, this is a marriage in name. It's a ceremonial thing. Like picture... I said, she's fucking the neighbor kid who doesn't have any money, but this dude has money, so she support he, he supports her. The neighbor kid gets to fuck her. She slips the neighbor kid food every once in a while. You know that's how this works.
3: Where's the imagination here? Wacker? this is the imagination? I, this is what I picture. This seventeen year old girl who's probably had little sexual experience in her life. She's put pushed into this straw hut and this man unwraps like un- opens up his robe mm-hmm. and just unravels this like four you know foot long <laughs> shriveled scrotum that just kind of keeps going and <laughs> going the dick, the scrotum. <laughs> just scrotum dude I've, I've seen those African ball sacks like, no. they're like beanbag chairs but deflated
4: at my age sex is in a different realm of reality And then now he you he put and- the tip of my balls <laughs> in your mouth
3: Balls in your mouth, bitch. <laughs> That's what happened. And so the look on her face is making me give this story a 4.25.
4: But I think, okay, now it's your lack of imagination. you are I feel that you're picturing a look of horror. Dude, think of a ball sack that big. Four feet. I can't. I mean, I can imagine it, but I can't. And I'm not a woman. But I feel that at that point, it's like, you know, the aphid met- metamorphosizes into the caterpillar and that's <laughs> the metaphor. that's the metaphor for a girl's first sexual encounter with a young boy and then you know the 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 caterpillar goes into a cocoon and that that stage is when a young girl has sex with an adult man and, and most of the world society it just ends there at the but adult man level in somalia when an adult 17 year old woman <laughs> sees the distended, extended ball sack of an 112 year old man. That is truly when her sexuality goes from the cocoon to the butterfly stage. So and wait. she truly becomes at one with the universe sexually with the old man's balls in her mouth. And there's lots of flies <laughs> flying in and out of her mouth, too. But it's a beautiful thing.
3: So you're saying the chrysalis rips open
4: and she flies out? It's the ultimate stage of a woman's sexuality is to have sex with a man that's like eight times older than her and has (laughs) really long droopy balls i think it's foul okay all right (laughs) well we'll see what
3: the listening audience has to say about that three times a year yeah imagine how bad those balls smell (laughs) people go vote sickandwrongpodcast.com you can decide who won episode 199 well, actually, we are at the uh, last segment of the show. Here we got a bunch of phone calls to the Sick and Wrong Hotline at 206-666-3846. We do appreciate everybody that gives us a phone call. We also got a bunch of emails to Podcast at hotmail.com. Not going to have time to go through them all, but uh, we did pick out a couple of uh, winners here. Before we uh, get to our first call here on the Sick and Wrong Hotline, how about a uh, quick word from our sponsor?
2: Listen up, friends. When I blow my load in four seconds or I'm too drunk and puking blood and can't get my micro penis erect, I fucking bust out the dildos from AdamandEve.com. That's right, bitches. So
3: there you go. AdamandEve.com. Just use the word diddle, D-I-D-D-L-E, diddle, just like what your uncle did to you. When you check out, 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, central gift, and free shipping. God, even Jews can't refuse that. Nope. Nope. So uh, we got a number of phone calls here to the Sigurong Hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. Well, Wackily, why don't we uh, play call number one?
5: Hey, Dee and Lance. This is Trev. I'm calling from uh, Michigan. I'm just calling. Uh, I'm going over all the old episodes, and I'm listening to when Dee was trying salvia, and I wanted to just share my salvia experience when I was in the military. We couldn't smoke weed or anything like that. So my buddy got a hold of some salvia, and we all
3: that kind of scares me. The fact that in the military, I'd almost rather them smoke weed than right. smoke salvia.
4: Yeah, something that gets you mildly high and fucked up, or something that gets you incredibly fucked up. Well, and something out of that makes mind. you
3: laugh and eat a lot of junk food versus something that would make you go fucking crazy and kill some people. Right. I don't know. It kind of frightens me. We'll let's see what happens. We all
5: got in a big group and a whole bunch of us tried it together. For me, it didn't do a whole lot. Just uh, had me laughing couldn't really talk same thing like he was talking about but um my buddy ryan he thought he was the letter a in alphabet cereal he was walking around looking like the like (laughs) an a
4: like how do you do that
3: (laughs) he was walking around like the letter a
4: looking like the letter a i guess like the ymca thing i I, I can't even picture it (laughs) like
5: didn't want to leave his home he was saying constantly
4: his home being the cereal box, because <laughs> it's not alphabet soup; it's alphabet yeah, cereal. Yeah, alphabet cereal, which I don't think they've had for a long time. Yeah, I was about
3: to say, do they still have that in Iraq?
4: <laughs> they don't have it anywhere. Oh, maybe in Iraq. Maybe in, in Iraq, a, they, they still have still do. the old stock over there.
3: Well, yeah, I think they have the stock that was at like the Kroger like twenty years ago. <laughs> You're probably right. Stuff
4: like that, and then
5: we had this one girl. She thought she was like some kind of frog or bear or something crawling around. Looking under rocks and
4: stuff like that? A frog or a bear? <laughs> There's a bit of Can a Can you difference. narrow it down? Yeah. Tell I know. us a couple details about yourself. We'll help you figure out whether you're a frog or a bear.
3: <laughs> was she growling?
4: <laughs> or or ribbiting? was she riveting? <laughs> Slimy skin or fur? <laughs> <laughs> they both do hang on the river, though, so that could be confusing.
3: I could see, though, I mean, how you get the two confused. Yeah, it's, they're right by a river. She could
4: have been some type of a Dungeons and Dragons frog bear, though. She could have been a frog Which, that bear. That could be confusing. I mean, it is Salvia. It doesn't. You never know what might happen this, yeah. this realm of reality. And, um, I don't know. I just thought I'd call. I uh,
5: love the show, guys. Uh, keep up the good work. But...
3: Well, that guy's lucky he didn't get turned into a prancing unicorn because he never would have been able to live that down. Well,
4: plus he's telling the story, right? Yeah. So so he's he's telling the story and he says, I just laughed and it was funny. (laughs) Where all his friends are like, you were so fucked up, dude. Dude, You 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 shoved the barrel of your gun (laughs) up your asshole. And then like, you know, I don't know. You just the Star Spangled Banners. That's what
3: kind of shocks me, though. It's like. So, here you have people that have AK-47s, here you have people that have grenades strapped to their jackets, and they're doing hallucinogenic drugs.
4: Yeah. I think your entire picture of the military is from the movie Aliens. <laughs> I don't know if they just walk around in the green zone or at the barracks with all their weaponry on them at all times. Have you ever
3: been to war, Wackerly? I could
4: be wrong, too. I, I
3: think you are. I, they,
4: I think they all sit around. My, my view of uh, the military comes from Mr. Rogers. <laughs> you just change into your house sweater and your house shoes once you get home. That's me. I just
3: picture people getting beaten by soap and carrying AK-47s around. All right. That's probably then, That's to probably what happened. But still, no, you know, I, I do endorse a little bit of drug usage. I think if you're in the military, smoke a little weed and then go out and kill brown people.
4: Right. But they can't get weed. It's not, like, their choice.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I think steer clear of the hallucinics. <laughs> Drink some whiskey. What that's- do we have for call number two? Hey, Dan Lance. Shooter from Texas here.
1: I'm um, yet another Iraq vet but my story's not about that. I figure you guys got enough knucklehead vets calling in telling
2: all the stories of all the fucked up shit we saw over there. Oh yeah, before I start, I'm a lurker on the forum. Well... Really,
4: I just use the forum as another means to internet stalk Duramater. So
3: can- <laughs> Isn't that what you do? <laughs> yeah, actually, I do. Um, I also have her on Facebook. They get to keep tabs on her there, and uh, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's funny. I, I think Duramater is definitely one of the most. Do you do do most-
4: bebo together? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't even know what that is. I don't know either.
4: but They spam my fucking email all the time.
3: Oh, but you know, it is funny though. People love Duramater on that forum. People, if you don't, if you're not a member of the forum, you don't know who Duramater is. Really hot Asian girl. Well, the, the internet in forms. general
4: skews to an Asian fetish. I don't know if you knew that.
3: Well, how? Why is that? Why um, is there an Asian fetish? Why is it so pervasive on the internet?
4: We do have a poster called "No Asian Chicks."
3: <laughs> yeah, 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 I've seen that. But guy. he's
4: the exception that proves the rule.
3: Because I, I think most people that—that's why there's all that crazy uh, Japanese hentai porn and well, all that it, stuff. Here's why:
4: it's because you know. Not everybody on the internet is a nerd, but every nerd is on the internet. <laughs> and nerds are dudes you can't get with uh, uh you know just any girl out there. So they like the whole it's probably not even true, but there's the perception that Asian women are more subservient to men, you know, don't put so many demands on a man. So I think that's where it comes from. Although Duramater, you know, grew up in Missouri, so she's purely American and probably would give any dude just as much or more shit than any other fucking girl out there. She's
3: an Asian redneck. Right. I I don't think she fits the stereotype, but who knows? Anyway, he's stalking her.
2: So I guess I'm more of a stalker on the forum. Anyway, before I was in the army, I was a paramedic for a few years until I lost all compassion for human life and realized that I wanted to fucking kill somebody. Uh, So I was listening to episode 191 the other day where you guys were discussing the finer points of colostomies and colostomy bags. Well, back when I was a medic, we got called to the local uh, county jail to uh, pick up this guy and transport him to the hospital. And the call came out that he had an infection at the side of his colostomy bag. Now, a colostomy is pretty much just a hole cut straight through the gut into the large intestine. They put a plastic cap on that and a, a plastic bag attaches to that.
4: Too much information. Well, you Be know it a little, little sick now. Yeah,
3: exactly. it's kinda of disgusting. But at the same time, I never knew that it was just like a gateway right into the large intestine. I just kinda of always thought <laughs> you know, you hear like colostomy bag, I always thought they kinda of put a tube from your butthole and it's just I don't know, like a tube inside your butthole and like it just like the shit tube and then went into a bag.
4: Is that better or worse? <laughs> They're both disgusting.
3: Yeah, it's both pretty gross. No, it goes
4: right
3: <laughs> into your side. Which is disgusting.
2: So we go in and check him out, and it it turns out his cellmate had been pimping this dude out and selling the privilege to fuck this cat in his colostomy hole. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy cost so much-
4: How many cigarettes does that cost?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, you know, it it, it takes a certain level of deviancy to be like, alright, I'm not gonna fuck him in the dirt button, I'm gonna fuck him in even the dirtier button. (laughs) But don't
4: play down just the sheer boredom of being in jail. I mean, this is a novelty. Anything to sort of break up the routine is worth it.
3: This leads me to ask a question I'm sure this paramedic would be able to answer. When you get a colostomy bag, do they sew your butthole shut? So your butthole is just like a sealed entrance. So therefore, his side with a colostomy bag became a default butthole.
4: Um, Can you fart for the stitches? Or, do you, or are it, you asking if it totally heals up into a, just a skin? <laughs> and then, I, I picture
3: up. like you remember in the Twilight Zone that movie where in the Twilight Zone movie where the kid would would uh, would make your mouth disappear and it would just be skin.
4: Right. Yeah, it's very creepy.
3: I think they doctors surgeons do the same thing to your butthole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
4: go with you on that. I'm yeah, with you. And,
3: and so therefore, these other prisoners in there, are like, well. I can't fuck your butthole There's a but the mouth know, There's a mouth, but the mouth has teeth
4: Right so what, then about, he's like, what about you when you squeeze the belly button together And make a fake mangina That's not really big. nobody likes
3: that Yeah, I don't even know if that works <laughs> But so, I, I think it takes a specific level of deviant To be like A creative deviant, no less To be like Yeah, you know, I guess you do squeeze two, or A tube of shit out of your side But I'm still going to stick my dick in there anyway
4: I think, see, I, you, you're saying that it's a last resort, and I'm saying I think it's a special occasion. So you're thinking it's a fetish? It's a novelty. A novelty. It's, it's like, you know you just can't, I don't think you can believe how just bored you get in jail.
3: <laughs> I don't think I'd ever get that bored. In life, I don't think I'd ever get that bored to be like, But hey, dude, you, you want to fuck some guy in the colostomy hole?
4: prison life. It's totally different on the inside, man.
3: I I, I would read a Don Pendleton novel. I would just, you know...
4: (laughs) You'd be getting fucked in your colostomy bag, so I take that back. You'd have plenty of excitement. All right, what what
3: happened here? (laughs) Uh, So much dirty dick
2: in his colostomy hole that he'd got this massive
4: infection. So So not... So see what he's saying? I mean, like, you know, 20 dudes took part in this. Not just one guy.
3: So it was like a gang colostomy hole rape. No,
4: he said this cellmate was pimping him out. And what how
3: do you okay. <laughs> it, what position do you think the dude was? Do You think he's just kinda laying Side up? saddle <laughs>
4: Whatever that means.
3: Disgusting. Smell so
2: the colostomy itself, you know, like shit and intestine was pretty fucking bad. But combined with the smell of the infection, just this mass of oozing pus and shit in large intestine, it okay. was indescribable. I mean two tours in Iraq as a sniper. I've seen some fucked up shit. And only the only thing that keeps me awake at night is the memory of that fucking smell. <laughs> all right, guys. Talk to you later. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. And D, Mazel Tov.
3: <laughs> well, uh, thank you <laughs> for the Jewish greeting. Um, you know, it's interesting to me that I, yeah, out of all the atrocities seen in Iraq, that this would be the worst. But at the same time, I kind of understand where he's coming from.
4: With the smell is a very um evocative sense memory yeah you know they say it's like the closest thing to item memory so you smell something and you like really picture that and i this isn't the smell memory that i would want to have in my life no i would
3: never and, and the fact of the matter is you know when you do smell that smell again you're curled up in the fetus position just screaming <laughs> you're screaming silent scream like the slayer song all right we got one more call here call number three Who who, who is this
4: do you want to introduce this to the segment, or what?
3: Oh, wait a second. I forgot about this. This is the new segment. Yeah. So we got a call here from uh, Kitty.
4: I shouldn't even mention it. Yeah, I know. It,
3: you, you always ridicule me whenever I come up with bits for the show, wackily.
4: Well, you are the you know, production manager, producer of the show, so I, yeah, should, I should just leave it to you, because I don't want to do it.
3: I like to keep it fresh. I like to keep, the, keep it entertaining. like to keep the crowd on their toes. You know? I like to introduce some new things, whereas you're kind of like... The dudes from the Bartles and James commercial. He's like, you know, I'm just going to sit here and drink my wine cooler and beat off and think about Klaus me back.
4: They must have missed that (laughs) particular Bartles and James ad. Okay.
3: But anyway, what I'm saying is that I want to start a new bit here. We've been getting a lot of phone calls, like this next phone call. And I want to start a new bit here on Sick and Wrong called, Is That Gay? So the other day I came up with a jingle. And uh, let's play this little jingle right now. kid
4: said what, what, in the butt? I said what, what, in the butt? You want to do it in my butt? In my butt? You want to do it in my butt? In my butt? You want
3: to do it in my butt? In my butt? Let's do it in the butt. Okay. Is that gay? So, yeah, we begin a bunch of phone calls where I people ask. I like that ask, jingle by Yeah, it's, isn't that kind of nice? Catchy. It's, it's got a good ring to it. Yeah. Uh, which is a good, it's a good song, that, what, what, in the butt? I like it sung better by Butters than the original guy. <laughs> but anyway... We begin this new segment where people call in and they want to know if their actions that they're that they're ashamed of from the previous night of drinking a lot of Jägermeister, if it's gay or not. So I, I feel by default you've kind of uh, crowned Wackley and myself as the arbiters of what's gay.
4: Yeah, usually that what's that gay feeling does come as you're waking up from a Jäger binge.
3: Yeah, it's like after Jäger you're like... So, I slept in the same bed, my uncle naked, and my butthole hurts.
4: Is that gay? So, that, so, or, is that gay is stage one. Stage two is, that <laughs> wasn't too gay, was it? <laughs> so,
3: so we're just starting this bit here called, is that gay? So, people, you can call stage us up. Three is,
4: am I going to be arrested for <laughs> that g- amount of gayness?
3: And then stage four is, do I have AIDS? <laughs> yeah. So, people, we're not going to go there. We're just stage one. You can call us up, and you can ask us, is that gay? And we'll play the jingle for you. So here, let's play the is that gay um, first call here. Now,
4: are we just going to play the whole thing through and let people sort of decide and then make judgment at the end? I think that's probably the best. I thing. think
3: that's what we should do. We're, we'll we'll Wait, arbitrate whether no or not it's gay at the end. Hey, Dan Lance.
5: It's Kitty. And, uh, oh, shit. And, uh, Chico. I had a weird little question for you. So, um, my boyfriend and I, Doc or whatever, we're having a threesome with his friend from Alaska. And, you know, a little bit of weirdness came out of it. And uh, really? I was wondering your opinion on it. Why are guys completely down with the whole, you know, dick in the ass, dick in the pussy? But why is it suddenly gay when you want to in the pussy? I mean, I told them, don't make eye contact, you won't be a fag, it doesn't matter. But, um, he seemed to think that he'd magically be gay if they both had their cocks in the same hole. I was wondering if, you know, maybe you've ever had this problem. Because <laughs> pretty much I would have been down with it, but, you know, apparently it makes you gay. I don't know. Tell me what you think. Thanks.
3: So first thing here, Wackerly, it takes a special kind of woman It's like, I'm down for two dicks in my vagina.
4: Well, it sounds like she requested it and was denied.
3: Yeah, no, it sounded like uh, there was... <laughs> Which
4: still, your point stands, takes a special kind it, of it, woman to request It does bite. take a
3: special kind of woman to, to request I don't think I've ever dated a woman that was like, you know, I think it really fulfilled my sexual desires to have two dicks inside my pussy. I, I well, don't, I
4: bet you've dated one, but it takes ovaries to ask, I guess? Not balls, <laughs> but... Right. But, I mean,
3: think about it this way, though. Let's say you are dating a girl... You go on and you're like, so you know, you ever had a threesome? And she's like, oh yeah, I've had a couple threesomes. You know, one time I had two dicks in my pussy. Mm-hmm. Would you be a little like taken aback?
4: Well, I never asked the threesome question.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know. Because I just
4: know. assume it's going to go there. Like, oh yeah, let's have a threesome. Oh awesome, let's go. Yeah, here's my friend Dan.
3: <laughs> like, huh? <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah,
4: I'm but- not, so I, I'm. I'm not into the. The male, female, female threesome enough to risk leading myself into the male, female, male threesome.
3: So you're not even that into the female, female, male threesome.
4: Well, I mean, I would be into it, but not enough to to put myself at risk of the other one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You're just like, I don't I want mean, to go I mean,
4: to not even speak of the male, male, male so, <laughs> <that's anything. laughs>
3: Well, regardless, that. I just personally would never want to see my girlfriend in that position. But we're 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 missing the point Actually, here.
4: But this is, yeah, this is this could go on way too I know. long. i mean, going to need to point. Myself. We are missing the point. The Was point is,
3: is it gay or is it not gay to have two penises in a vagina at the same time? My question is one of Logistics. And, and the, the reason I want to get this out there is, how, logistically, do you fit two penises in a vagina?
4: Well, have you ever watched porn?
3: <laughs> no, there's, there's double pen going on.
4: There's two dicks in a vagina porn.
3: Okay, and so what is it? A guy sitting down, girl on top, same guy position. behind?
4: It's the same position. As what are you
3: saying? The two guys are sitting on each other's laps?
4: It's the same position as DP. Do you okay. understand that you just shift the one <laughs> dick over one hole?
3: Okay, all right. I get I get that, I get that, but I, it's
4: just weird it's to me. It's not comfortable. That, it's not a natural I think position.
3: doing mm-hmm. double penetration would be more comfortable than, than double vatch.
4: But it's not like it's that much of a different of a position. Well,
3: it's because there's only like an inch of a, of a taint <laughs> going on there. So you do understand. Right? No, I, I, I know how it works. <laughs> so I think this is what we need to get out before we can actually... Um, decide whether or not it's gay or not, we need to determine, do you think uh, double penetration is kind of gay?
4: I think it's bisexual.
3: But bisexual, do you mean gay?
4: Yes. Okay. Whenever I say bisexual, I really mean it's pretty gay.
3: This is my theory. It's gay if the scrotums are touching.
4: That's a good point. So it depends how big the girl's taint is. That's what you're really talking about. Dude, you know... A girl with a huge taint... (laughs) It could not be. It might not be gay.
3: Do you do you enjoy watching porn where a girls getting double
4: penetrated? Uh I'm not gonna say that I mind it. I see. I dislike it. It
3: bothers me. It's like, I'm just kind of like, you know what?
4: Uh sometimes you're in the mood for extremely dirty porn, and that's pretty dirty.
3: Yeah, no, that's definitely it's definitely degrading. It's, I I understand it takes that level not of degrading, degre- dirty. Okay, no. It, okay, it takes a level. is of degrading.
4: Dirty. This is just dirty.
3: I, it's just too many ball sacks. It's just too many. The camera's on the angle, and you barely even see a pussy. You just see ball <laughs> so, sacks.
4: So you, you you like looking at one ball sack, but not two? I mean, what, no,
3: what I don't case? even like the shot of beneath the balls. And, 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 like, and,
4: and, I mean, if you're that averse to the male body at that point, I mean, are you like watching like softcore porn? No, like, no. Speaking, okay. of, speaking of... I'm saying... What's the, op- what's the opposite of gay? Not straight... But so, <laughs> but yeah, but so straight that like you're fucking gay. No, you know what? you're fucking gay because no, you only watch softcore porn. This is what I'm That's saying. That's fucking gay.
3: I can't watch just a ball slamming that the beneath the ball shot for like thirty minutes. I just can't. I can't watch that. I need to see, you know, a, a dick in the girl's mouth. I need to see the girl's butthole open. I need to, but I need to see something else. <laughs> I, I I just can't watch the sack and the balls. So this is two sacks and uh-huh. the same shot for for twenty minutes.
1: Yeah,
4: I'm not it gonna... loses
3: my interest. It yeah, makes yeah. my boner there, wane.
4: You're, okay, I understand. There's days when I don't want to watch the DP porn.
3: But what I'm saying, when two scrotums touch, it's gay. In the vagina, two dicks in the vagina. Not only are your two scrotums touching, the your shafts shaft, yeah. are touching. Yeah. So that's gayer than gay.
4: I think Doc was right. That's gay. I
3: think Doc is right too.
4: That's another level of gay.
3: If you're gonna ask, if you're gonna ask the sick and wrong hosts here, <laughs> the arbiters of gay,
4: Doc made the right decision. Doc
3: made the right decision. That's gay. Right. And whether or not you, you enjoy doing something that's we deem gay, go right ahead. Be my guest.
4: <laughs> I tr- and I trust that Doc uh, smacked Kitty in the forehead with his enormous cock for even asking. But it doesn't. Like, hell no, bitch. That's gay. Smack. It doesn't mean
3: that he's gay. It just means the act itself is gay.
4: Right, you can do things that are gay and you're yeah. not gay. So But he didn't do it, so nah. what, what's
3: the point? So so you're you're cool, Doc, all right? You're not gay. But people there you go. You can call the Sigarong Hotline, two oh six 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 three eight four six and you can ask us if it's gay or not, and we'll let you know. We got a couple emails here to the uh Sigarong podcast at hotmail dot com address. Uh one came from King Bert the third. Apparently, there's two other King Bert's.
4: Well, Bert from Bert and Ernie was the first.
3: He writes, Hey guys, my name is Bert. I'm English. I have a story about a finger in the bum. I pulled a fat, ugly girl at a shitty London club the other night. That, that, that must happen all the
1: time.
4: <laughs> all English dudes are so self deprecating.
3: I, I just love how they're just like, he could have just said fat girl, but said fat, ugly girl. <laughs> I did the normal English chat up line. Nice shoes. Fancy of fuck. So me and this fat bird go outside of the club and to the alley around the side. We couldn't have sex because she was on the blob. So I opted for a blow job. I'm not quite sure what that means.
4: Uh, Aunt Flo riding the cotton pony.
3: On the blob. That like, time of the month. It's a new English term I've never heard before.
4: Yeah, not from New England, but a new on the English term. So I'm standing, Which in... I just go right in, but that's just me. <laughs>
3: And so I'm standing in the piss stain alley, getting my cock sucked, and as I was just about to come, she forced a finger into my asshole. Sneaky, fat bird. This <laughs> caused me to bolt forward, which made her choke on my cock and puke all over my crotch. My dick and my trousers um, were covered in puke because they were still around my ankles. Uh, the moral of the story is that no good comes from a finger in the poop chute. Cheers, boys. King Bert III. Third.
4: Is he a real king of England? I you know, I wonder. And a king you- a king in absentia, you know, like maybe the what are the what are the royal Wait, families so called? The Windsor's maybe yeah. the Windsor's have usurped the throne from him. You know, his lineage. Do you think Prince And now said- he's getting his fucking trousers puked on outside of a shitty bar? I mean, how the mighty can fall? It's really a lesson for us all. So what
3: happened to Princess Diana. Wasn't she sticking her uh, finger up somebody's poop shoe when the, the car Greek went guy, off? Yeah. yeah, and the car went off and hit, it hit like a bridge.
4: No, it was she was actually doing that to the limo driver. Yeah, no, she, she was She really like, yeah. did fall a long way. <laughs> you know, all of our English listeners are actually really pissed at us now for making fun of Diana. Especially the women. Uh, I'm sure they're you know upset. Those hot English birds that, you know, they just stopped listening to the show forever because you made that joke.
3: But, but seriously, though, do you really think Princess Di never stuck her finger, at least in Charles' bum hole, once?
4: Okay, we had a couple who are still hanging on, and now <laughs> now they're really... Good. Do you remember the girl, American girls that we knew in college were freaked out for a week when that happened?
3: No, I, I do remember being at a bar when I found out about it and laughing for about a half an hour. But... My question is: People just think that these people, you know, that uh, that the royal family are so far removed from humanity that they don't do this thing. I guarantee Princess Di had a little bit of feces underneath her fingernail, probably three times a month.
4: Oh well, I I thought you were talking about specifically in the accident (laughs) because that was actually that was actually her own feces when her colon and guts exploded from impact (laughs) and her shit was everywhere.
3: All right, there you go, Wackily. Now, all female English listeners That's have it. just threw there down their headphones. There was one last
4: one, and I had to get rid of her.
3: They just threw down their headphones of disgust and, like, oh, puppycock. Those Yanks, so full of
0: sass.
4: Yeah, that included, so, uh, that included the Queen. She's never downloading again. So, King Bert, uh, there you go. These
0: American boys have gone too
4: far. Actually, they ha- the Queen hated Diana, so she's probably now a hardcore fan. Yeah, but I bet you the queen has a little bit.
0: I love that podcast. They tell it
4: like it is, I'll tell you that. Bring me my corgis.
3: (laughs) I think the queen has a little bit of poop on her fingernail, too, okay? (laughs) The
4: the corgi (laughs) shit, that's why. They have impacted feces.
3: So I agree with you, King Bert, that uh, nothing good comes from a finger in the poop chute. But uh, if you want to know if that's gay... Actually, I don't know if that's gay because it involves a girl and a guy. There's no There's no cock. touching. Yeah, and so. there is a
4: thing called the prostate gland. Yeah. And, uh, Actually, you know, I take I'm that not back. Go there. But it's not
3: gay, but it's still kind of jarring.
4: It it should be, There should be warning, or at least you should you know know that the girl is fond of the practice. Should request you A little permission. bit of expectation, not it's just some fat bird that you just met. That sticking her fat, Especially when you're about finger, to come, finger digit up your ass. Yeah, you're I know. Already about to come, it's like, no, no, everything's what's good. What's the point? I don't need the extra added emphasis on this thing. Exactly. You don't, you don't need to put an exclamation point on it, okay? We just met. Relax. <laughs> have another pins. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so uh, the second email here came from uh, Leo, which I found this one kind of interesting. He writes, what's up, Dean Lance? One night recently I was pretty bored. Didn't have much to do, so I thought I'd sign up on the nazi.org forum. <laughs> I do that all the time, you know. I'm bored, sitting around, being like, "I already jerked off three times with some porn." How about sign up for the Nazi dot, dot org forum? Uh, Why not? This
4: guy writes this, or this is something you do? No, I'm just saying, me myself. Yeah, you should I do mean. different voices for yourself and when you're reading the email. Yeah, probably. I, I should almost do it. I don't want to better.
3: pressure you right now. Um. Yeah, I don't know this guy's
4: voice. Don't you feel? you know, weird about maybe getting tagged by Homeland Security doing that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm surprised. That's that. what I, didn't I don't even
3: do. care. I mean, that's kind of almost like akin to downloading child porn
4: or, you know, trying to look up how to make a terroristic bomb.
3: Yeah. So he said he signed up for it to see if I could troll some troubled teenage kids who think they're Nazi because they post anti-Judaism quotes on these type of forums. <laughs> I didn't find any of these things, even though I had the idea they would be almost exclusively discussing New world orders and worshiping Hitler, etc. Instead, I found this. It includes a link here to how do you how do you heat chicken in a microwave oven?
4: Uh, it's interesting. You mean completely raw chicken?
3: No, this whole forum thread that he sent a link to is the proper way to cook chicken in a microwave oven. He well,
4: said, I mean they can't talk about exterminating the Jews twenty four seven. <laughs> There's only well, so many
3: ways. It's funny because you like we demonize this, these people and their beliefs for good reason, but right. you know it's like in their own time, they're talking about microwaving you know roasted chicken.
4: Well, look, a lot of these people live in trailers. <laughs> they don't have a very good oven. They certainly can't go to KFC. Yeah, exactly. Because the mud people work there. Yep. You, you, got the, you don't uh, want them touching your food if you're a neo-Nazi. You got the chocolate faces so at the So now, KFC. <laughs> even though if you ever went to like a chicken factory, I mean, it's all, you know, Mexicans touching all those, uh, that food, uh, you got, you know... It's a pathetic life. <laughs> like microwaving chicken. Well you're just Who the fuck microwave's chicken?
3: But you're at home, you're hate filled, you can't eat KFC. Right. So yeah,
4: you're like, you know what, every time You've I beat off to the picture of the Fuhrer eighteen times already, now you're hungry.
3: And you're like every time I cook this chicken I, I I overcook it, it's dry, it tastes horrible. My life is horrible. What do I do? I'm gonna go to the forums. So he writes Amazing. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, Nazis are more interested in how long it takes to heat a chicken in a microwave than about restoring the world to national socialist glory.
4: Well, the other thing is, if they were to get sick from, you know, bad chicken, then what are you going to do? Rush them to the hospital and some Jew doctor is going to have their finger down their throat? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on.
3: He says this quote particularly tickled my fancy, courtesy of user Jim Proffitt. I love boneless chicken, frying it in the microwave for 13 minutes, then leaving it there to sit for two and then have a crunchy treat. I'd just boil it because I don't like applying oil to cook it in a pan, but it wouldn't taste as good. Oil is
4: the foodstuff of the Jew. (laughs) I cannot
3: stand meat unless it's so friggin' cooked it doesn't even look like real meat anymore. It looks like jerky.
4: Yeah, neo-Nazis, gourmets at heart. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's
3: right. This is what the nazi.org forums are really for. Now I know whenever I'm in some sort of culinary doubt, I know where to go to get my answers. Anyway, I just thought you'd like to see this. Pretty damn funny if you ask me. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Leo. Well, thank you, Leo. You know, I've always wondered how to cook chicken in a microwave oven. and uh, it,
4: I kind of want to go troll the Nazi
3: forum. Uh, you know, I think I might and actually go fun. troll. So nazi.org, people, go troll the Nazi forum. I think
4: if you... Troll it in a ridiculous enough manner. Nobody could ever accuse you of actually being a Nazi, right? Because they pull up your posts, and you'd be, you know.
3: Well, what if you just go there solely to get recipes? <laughs> I was. Just, <laughs> you're not going there to spew hate. You're just going I just there to for know recipes. How
4: to fry a chicken in a microwave, <laughs> which I believe is a direct quote from what you just read, and I don't even understand how that makes sense. <laughs> Frying a chicken in a microwave. Okay.
3: People, send an email to us, wrong Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. If you haven't already, go sign up for the forum now. Don't be a lurker. Be a poster. There's like almost... We're we're approaching 4,000 members.
4: I haven't been posting recently because I've had a lot of shit going on, but I vow to break my my silent streak.
3: So people, go sign up for the Sick and Wrong forum. You can link to it right off our main page, com. Also, big up to everybody out there who subscribe to the show on iTunes and give us all these comments. Seriously, we got like in the 400 ratings, and we got like 230 comments, five stars. You're definitely helping us get noticed. We need more. We Redo. do.
4: That's all I need is comments and ratings. Well, no, the thing is... And people that buy t-shirts.
3: I'm sick, of being, I'm sick of being behind the Christian Bible Podcast.
4: Now, are you talking about Podcast Alley? No,
3: the iTunes.
4: We're behind the even Christian- on the iTunes. Yeah, oh, like- see, I filter by comedy, so I never even.
3: There's see a any. Christian. No, there's a Christian comedy podcast that beats us. Jesus Christ. Christian comedy. Jesus Christ. I-, I know. Subscribe to the show on iTunes. Give us some comments, please. We appreciate. it. Also, we got new T-shirts right now. There's some new uh, pictures up at the Sick and Wrong Store. Right on SickerWrongPodcast Brand new T-shirts. Pentagrams on them. They look really cool. You could be the coolest kid in the block. We also made a new album on Facebook for Swarm, the Sick and Wrong Army. So buy yourself a Sick and Wrong t shirt. You're supporting the show. You're helping us make plenty of more free podcasts, you know, for maybe another 200 episodes. Who knows? But uh, once you buy a t shirt, send us a pic of you wearing the t shirt, and uh, we'll put you up on the Swarm page. Also, big news I got some uh, new stickers, new Sick and Wrong stickers. I don't think Wackerly's even seen them yet. I haven't seen them. Yeah, it's got John Wayne Gacy on it, pretty hot. So people go to the Sick or Wrong store, get yourself a t-shirt, and I'll throw in a couple stickers uh, for free, because I don't usually give too, much thing, too many things out for free, but I love you guys. I really do. Well, um, the Sick Wrong song of the week was sent in courtesy of Sarah. She writes, have you guys seen the show, Not the 9 o'clock News?
4: Have you ever heard of that? Uh, I've heard that term, but I've never seen the show.
3: You know, I had never heard of this show. Apparently, they use
4: that. They say that phrase on an episode of The Young Ones. Yeah, I they call somebody it, Doctor, not the Nine O'clock News.
3: This was a big show in the early '80s. Apparently, yeah. most of it was written by Douglas Adams, and Rowan Atkinson was one of the stars
4: big fan?
3: Yeah, it's called 9 O'Clock News. He's not and, uh, a big fan
4: of the show. I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> so well, that.
3: she writes in, great show. Here's one of my favorite songs from the show for you guys to use for the Sing a Wrong Song of the Week. It's called Gob on You. <laughs> Gob on You. Mm-hmm. Uh, love the show, Sarah. So, so thank- this is
4: a tribute song to Job from Arrested Development?
3: I actually, I think it's more of a tribute to what Rome Polanski does to preteen girls. <laughs> <laughs> he gobs on them. So there you go. We're going to end the show here. uh, Stick wrong song of the week with Gob on you from the Not the Nine O'Clock News Show. I kind of want to check the show out. People, uh, send us some torrents. We'd appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Next week is the vaunted 200th milestone episode of Sick it Wrong. As I mentioned before, we're going to be doing a huge audience participation segment in this because uh, the lack of other material. But uh yeah, send in your poems. We've, we've been we've been receiving sick and wrong poems, believe it or not. Songs, phone calls, whatever. Tell us what has sick and wrong done for you? How's it changed your life?
4: Is it gonna be an all calls, all poetry episode?
3: Nah, dude, we're we're gonna have all sorts of surprises. Clowns. There's some celebrity guests, there's some clowns, there's some fucking colopsy bags. Some cameo appearances, yeah. <laughs>
4: it's going to be an extravaganza. Some tributes.
3: It's, it's going to be extravagant. And... All right, now I'm excited. We have fans sending us some Jägermichs, so it's going to be a good time. So stay tuned next week, people. We'll be back with episode 200. Until then, take it sleazy.
0: I live on the 14th floor of a tower block, and when I get bored, I call the passers-by And when they look up A door in their eyes on, Cause I hate your guts Come on, you Kick you in the nuts Come on, you You're a stupid old kid Come on, yeah you Cause you're shit Then I have 10 more, then I jump up and down. And I'm sick on the floor. Because yeah. your hands are cold. Come on, yeah. Because you're far too old. Come on, yeah. Because you're a stupid old straight. Go, 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 go. Hey, hey,
1: hey,
2: hey. <laughs> 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 All right, Dean Lackerly. I'm pissed off. I use Diddle on your website, adamandeve.com. And stupid mystery gift is a little condom-sized packet of lube. I was quite disappointed, but it did smell like mint, and my girlfriend was happy for her love. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Peace out.